Hello and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Tuesday edition of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Boomstick XL, and we have an absolutely stunning show for you. We have two special, well, I'm going to say two special guests, one special guest because 3-Bit is a part of this crew, but we have an incredible show lined up for you, lots of incredible topics. Uh, We're going to start off with some fun. We're going to be talking about Xbox Game Pass, how it's been trending for days, how even uh, – at first, I was I was unsure of how this phenomenon happened. And, of course, I now have the, the answers because I went looking for it. We're going to get into that in a second. Of course, we're going to be talking about what Spawn Wave uh, had to say about Xbox Game Pass and uh, my response to them. Um, um, and, of course, it was politically correct, as you would expect. But uh, I want to continue with the introductions, and we're going to get into a lot of the big stories. First, welcome back, Zemi Games, after getting three hole-in-ones on uh, <laughs> last Tuesday. Zemi, how are you feeling? I'm not sure you raised the Cup of Champions. You know, I, I did not hit one hole-in-one, uh, <laughs> and my back just got wore out, let me tell you. I, I was swinging so much. I had so much sand in, like, you know, in my shoes by the end. It was just terrible. Just bunker after bunker after bunker I shot my shots into. Uh, but no, it was it, regardless. Uh, it was uh, it was a good birthday uh, treat from one of my uh, buddies who took me golfing. Uh, it was a ton of fun. And uh, but fortunately, I'm back here in this seat with the microphone in front of me, ready to talk games with you guys. So I'm really excited to be here. Boom. Well, we are happy to have you, brother. And of course, we're going to continue with the introductions as the people start to file in. We're only two minutes live. Fifty people already here. We love it. Uh, next up, my brother from another. You know him as no longer the rookie sensation. Clearly. He is the podcast sensation of YouTube, Pong Soul, the second busiest man on outside of myself. How the heck are you, bro? Uh, doing great, Boom. You know what's kind of funny last week, Boom? We didn't see a whole lot of booing going on in the chat. And, yes. And, and, and Zemi wasn't here. I, I don't know if that's a correlation or not, but uh, definitely something to keep an eye out today. I, I will definitely keep my eye on this chat. But, but the question Zemi. is, did you miss it? <laughs> yes, of course. Of course. It's become a staple on the show. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, what, a, what a great Tuesday, Boom, uh, to be here back talking games again. Things slowed down a little bit after the E3 hype, not as many shows, uh, but we still got a lot of great topics to talk about. And of course, 3-Bit is back and in his permanent spot now on Tuesdays. My brother, 3-Bit, is here. That's awesome. And on top of that, Got the man himself, Fun Speculation, a.k.a. Mav, my brother from another, is here as well. So we got the Xbox Ultimate Xbox Factor podcast crossover going on. What a great way to start a Tuesday. Let's get down to it, boom. Yeah, well, thanks so much for being here, folks. We're going to see uh, see at Eve. Now, I have two and a half hours uh, covered. Uh, I don't necessarily uh, – probably, I'm probably going to use ha- about maybe half the show of CFDs because it's it, – this. we're going to be open up the show. Well, not open up the show. We're going to we're gonna talk about that secondly. A uh, big shout-out to Lady AF here in the chat. Darling, I'm glad that you are here. Of course, you know, she is part of the Magnificent Seven that clearly have stolen the airwaves on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, of course, with the uh, Xbox Ultimate podcast math speak of the devil how are you and welcome to the show bro you boom as always i am super grateful to be here almost as grateful as having access to hundreds of games and day one releases for only 9.99 per month <laughs> and if you're new you can even get three months right now for only one dollar i love it's it crazy on the xbox game pass uh no th- thanks uh, for having me here 
it is absolutely awesome as always thank you for the invite and it's fun to be here with three bit pong zimmy uh we're gonna we're gonna have an absolute fun show yeah, we're definitely gonna have a lot to talk about, and of course, three bits. Uh, welcome back, brother. You had to unplug for about a week or so. Glad that you have you, you know, have you back. Obviously, you know, you are an industry insider to the fact that where well, you actually work on games. So you have you being a part of the show is super important for me because we like the technical aspect that you bring to the chair. How the heck are you? It's good to be back, and uh, I'm excited to be uh, taking over. The show with my ultimate brothers <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, everybody in chat is already booming. So uh, I'm excited to talk about some of this stuff. It's been a while um, um, since I've been some on the Fact podcast and some other podcasts and I missed it, missed everybody. So I'm excited to be back and let's let's get into it. Well, yeah, thanks so much for being here. And I can. OK, so what we're going to open up is with, with some fun. Um, obviously, um I was unaware that uh, the original uh, post for Xbox Game Pass uh, started out with uh, something going to this extent. Now, I'm going to read directly from the official Xbox Game Pass Twitter account. It says, the Internet thinks that we pay people to talk about X hashtag Xbox Game Pass this weekend, and that's just absurd. Almost, uh, and, and of course, the comedy continues. Almost as absurd as a service that offers access to over 100 high-quality games, all the benefits of Xbox Live Gold and EA Play membership for one low monthly price. And, of course, Xbox Game Pass for PC had to get in on the, on the fun. And they said, and access to all those PC games plus cloud gaming on PC, Apple slash Android mobile devices. And then Xbox... Of course, their media side got in on, on the fun and said, would it be too absurd to also mention that the upcoming Xbox Game Studio titles that you can play, hashtag play day one, like Starfield, Halo Infinite, and Forza Horizon 5, because, yeah. Now, this took off. Now, we know social media could do two, one of two things. It could be the greatest thing since sliced bread, or it could be a horror. This happened to be the latter of being the greatest thing since sliced bread. Zemi, you got in on the fun. I think everybody here got in on the fun. Um, this is, you know, I, I have to say that seeing, um, the, seeing the, 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 the almost 180 that their social uh, uh, coverage has gotten over the course of the last, I don't know, 12 or 18 months has been nothing short of the best turnaround in gaming, at least my opinion. I mean, the, the only thing that comes close to what the Xbox has done is seeing the, the seeing Nintendo uh, recover from the Wii U to the Switch. Um, and it is, uh, you know, obviously keeping mindset is very difficult to do in gaming. Uh, people definitely will remember your failures, but at the same time, uh, they very rarely rem remember your triumphs. But Xbox was seemed like they weren't going to be outdone by that. And what what are your thoughts on the way uh, they have handled it? And oh, and more specifically, what happened this weekend where Xbox Game Pass went from I think it was like nine hundred mentions to over fifteen thousand. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's a testament of how well they're they're doing on social media and how you know much obvious you know talent their their social media team you know uh, uh, you know has. I mean, I you know I, I I didn't even realize that they went trending, right? Like I was I was like knee deep in cyberpunk at this time, right? I wasn't even <laughs> looking at Twitter, um, <clears throat> but I have noticed uh, for you know uh, you know a couple of weeks now that Xbox's social media is 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 really just kind of knocking it out of the park with just you know just funny little you know short statements coming out and uh I, I you know i i like what they're doing you know there's there's uh there's some comedy that's you know being introduced into some actual like promotional things um you know that that xbox is doing and uh and i like it you know um a lot of the times we look at you know a big company social media pages and you know it, it's it's kind of just boring Right. Uh, it's just, you know, uh, here's the latest update on something that we did. Go read this article, you know, real quick kind of thing. Right. Um, whereas Xbox really seems to be doing something different or, or starting to do something different here. And I think, you know, them showing, uh, you know, it, you know, trending, you know, now on, 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 on Twitter. And, uh, I, I think is just a testament of, Hey, you know, this is working for them. And it definitely is something that they need to continue doing going, uh, going further, um, you know, adding in that, that, that bit of comedy into the actual practical message that they're wanting to get out to people. I, you know, I think is brilliant. You know, we, as consumers, we love a good laugh and, and that's what they're offering us. Yeah. And, and you know what, you know what I, what I loved about it, uh, besides the trending besides Xbox game pass, being in the because what what winds up happening the, okay so in gaming right you have your hardcore uh you have your medium there's there's a medium level uh yeah. and then of course you have your normies which are your your casuals and there is going to come a point where even the normies or casuals if you'd like to call them that are going to notice that this is a thing uh and uh you know i want to go next to pong so you know pong it wasn't just the media, the the gamers like us getting involved. It was a lot of the big piece media mounts, like the Jeffy Grub Grubs, like the the Miles Dompierre, uh, you know, like uh, Jez Corden, even Randall Thor, who's still recovering. On Rand, I don't know if you're listening, brother, but I hope that you get well soon. Uh, we're gonna have him and Jez uh, come back on, hopefully towards the end of the year, and we'll do the. Uh, the Xbox Two crossover that we talked about today, of course, is the Xbox Ultimate podcast crossover with, of course, the Xbox Factor podcast. And I love doing stuff like this. Um, but um, Pong, you know, when you start to see the media personnel that we respect, that we have a tremendous amount of love for, that we that we like to listen to their stuff, like Jeffrey Grubb, like Miles, like Jez, like uh, you know Tim Dog, you know, and obviously uh, we saw Dealer Gaming, good friend of this show, get involved on it. Man, this really does get me excited as an Xbox fan, and it tells me that they are really here to stay and and there's something to be had uh i mean like even uh you know uh sheriff of this chat lito papa is asking for his check uh you know i i actually mentioned to miles he's like he gets only 15 cents i said 15 cents they charge me every time i say game pass so i actually owe microsoft money i mean listen there were some people pong as much as fun as we're having right now that are actually suggesting that Microsoft is paying people, which is preposterous. What are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, well, obviously it's preposterous, you know, and like you said, I mean, we even had Alana Pierce jump in, we had Skill Up jump in, um, you know, a lot of big names from everywhere kind of jumped on this. It's just good to see that a negative, um, something that is, you know, was trying to be trended as a negative actually got flipped on its entire head and turned around into a positive because of the power of the community to say, nah, this isn't going to happen today. We're not going to do this, uh, you know, this garbage. Uh, the clown show showed up, uh, as always, it, you know, it started with Destin over at IGN and his, his, his post. And then, you know, somebody else, uh, from the other side of the tracks decided to jump in, um, and try to claim that obviously, it, you know, we're going down that paid chill road that everybody likes to say all the time. Um, and so Destin responded and that's what really set it off because he's, he, he, he did a sarcastic tweet back, uh, you know, giving the uh, game pass advertisement that we all know and love. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden everybody caught on to it. And when you see the bigger people start jumping in, um, taking that lead role, um, you know, seeing that the potential is there to turn this into something good, um, and to kind of shut everybody up, that's exactly what we saw. And, you know, the rest of the community rose up. I watched it grow and grow all day. I kept chuckling at everybody coming up with different ways of saying it. And then, you know, obviously the copy pasta that was out there where, you know, we had that going on as well, but no matter which way it was being done, it just kept growing and growing and growing. And you saw more people jumping into the fray and it just goes to show that when the community gets together, which we've seen, you know, previously you know with the whole gold uh price raise and that kind of stuff when something goes awry and and the community decides that it's it, that they want to all get together and do something positive they do and you know the xbox has not had this momentum like you were talking about boom in, in a very 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 long time since the 360 era uh they have not had the positivity surrounding this brand that is going on now and some people simply can't handle that some people out there and again we're talking about a very small they may be vocal but it is a very small part uh you know of social media especially that just really do i think at this point in their heart of hearts would want Microsoft to fail and drop out of the game industry. Uh, and that's sad because we as gamers, real gamers want to see as many different companies succeed as possible in this space, because that means better things for us. That means more content for us to enjoy. And, and this trend of trying to, you know, spin things or trying to jump down people's throats because they're enjoying their hobby, which is, completely 100% entertainment that's what this hobby is is an entertainment business is ridiculous it's the same thing that when it happens in music it's the same thing when it happens in movies or tv or anywhere else if people want to try to stomp out people's joy for enjoying something they are the ones with the problem and to see a bunch of people in this community and even outside of this community get involved and say you know what screw that you know what? We're not going to do this today. You know what? In fact, we're going to go ahead and take what you guys were trying to push, the stupid narrative that you guys created. And guess what? We're going to run with it so much that we're going to get it trending on Twitter. And you know what? We're going to get Aaron Greenberg's attention. We're going to go ahead and get Phil Spencer's attention because that's what we're going to do here because we love what Game Pass does provide. We love the accessibility that it allows people uh, to get into this community for a much lower price point 
And we're not going to allow you to try to turn this into something that it's not, which is a negative kind of spin that this is somehow a paid shill kind of advertisement and that Game Pass isn't that great and all this kind of stuff when it absolutely is. And it's being proven every day, every week that this thing is growing and that more and more people are loving it and obviously enjoying all of the content that it provides for one low monthly price. And if you don't like that, too bad. That's the way Netflix is. That's the way Spotify is. That is the future. And again, there's no difference here other than the fact that you just don't like Microsoft. You just don't like Xbox. You don't want to see them succeed. And for once, you guys have been calling out for them to compete. And now they're competing, but you don't like how they're competing. Because unfortunately, they've taken the advantage. And you don't like that because now your platform of choice is behind the eight ball a little bit here. Yeah, and I that's, agree. That's the only reason why they do this garbage. But no, it was fantastic to see the community. I ended my night before I went to bed with making my post about it. Uh, you know, that that's 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 how I did. It. But I was laughing throughout the day. I kept touching it, you know, catching up with everyone what was going on. that is great. anyone got involved. Oh, in yes. Yeah, it was and it was great. It was it was a celebration. It was very exciting to see everyone. Uh, you know, just having fun with it. I and, and this is again, this is one of the things they're missing from the the corporate structure that we see at Nintendo and of course PlayStation. Uh, they 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 don't interact with with the with the peoples. Uh, and uh, and it, the one thing that Microsoft has in spades is their sensibility on how to interact with us. The consumers, oh, but they don't do it for a corporate uh, perspective. They do it because they enjoy doing it. When Phil Spencer responds to a post, that's because it touched him in a way that made a a, 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 a monster position in, in Xbox and in uh, Microsoft come down to our level and talk to us and hang out. It's it's, it's very Gre impressive. Greenberg took time out of his vacation. Yeah. To, to actually get on and recognize what was happening. You won't see that many other places no, at all. Not. It's because they are personable human beings who do actually enjoy their community. Yes, it is big, gigantic business. But at the end of the day, the people that are certainly in the leadership roles right now at Xbox all seem to a person to actually enjoy the community that does buy their you know, they're goods. And that's rare in this day and age. Yeah, 100%. You know, I mean, real quick, Robert Griffin in the chat, uh, generous friend of the show, he drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, boom, I received my Game Pass stimulus check today. Well, good on you because I just wrote, I just had to write a check to Microsoft because I don't want the lawyers knocking at my door. Uh, so good on you that they paid you. It's probably the money that I just paid them for saying Game Pass. Damn it. I have to pay him again. Anyway, Mav, let's get to you, brother. You obviously got involved in this in the shenanigans, if you will. Uh, as an Xbox fan, and I'm not saying that it's your favorite system, it's your console of choice, it's number one to you. Just as a gamer and having a being a fan of the Xbox uh, platform, how how did it make you feel seeing everyone? And I just mean about everyone getting involved in the fun over the weekend. It was fun. It's fun to see a community that just appreciates something and having fun with something and not taking everything so seriously, right? We don't, you know, have to hate everything just because it's not 
your platform. It's like when your platform is under attack for something, it's just like, hey, let's just have fun with this and be stupid. We uh, it came the same thing happened with Craig, right? You know, it's like it's like twisting something on its head, turning turning what's a small percentage of people perceive to be a negative into a positive, um, and just start having fun with it. And and that's something unique, I think, about this community. And it kind of spreads to the uh, speaks to the positivity from a lot of uh, people in this community, right? Um, just and the crazy thing is also like I wonder how many people because X, we get, all got it trending, right? Like. I wonder how many people actually potentially signed up for Game Pass when they noticed Xbox Game Pass was trending and saw all those posts. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, it, it, there's a possibility that there was actually quite an uptick. Um, I, I would be curious to know what the if there was right from from Xbox, but uh, regardless of that, it's just it's just it's just fun, right? Um, I, mean, I was I was responding to people on Twitter like Ames, uh, yeah. you know, good friend of this show, good friend of the community. As a matter of fact, uh, he wrote something about uh, yesterday about uh, it's Monday. Uh, it's uh, I think he said 120 hours to the weekend. Take that extra sip of coffee. And I responded. But, you know, what's better than that. Ten dollars a month, hundreds of games, <laughs> and I think hashtag better than coffee. And yeah, and everyone kept doing that. Like I was getting comments and posts that had nothing to do with Game Pass, but people were talking about it. I loved it. Yeah, it it was really f- actually fun to see what everybody could twist into it. You know what I mean? Um, it, it goes it goes into uh, like you guys are saying, Xbox actually building the community and that was something that they had kind of gotten away from at, at a time and they they definitely got back to it under the current um regime i guess you'll say that that's that's there and it seems like that's going to continue so um uh, i i'm just excited to be in somewhat associated with this community that is is having fun with this stuff and just embracing gaming and and not trying to nitpick and just just having just having fun, man. They like um, nine ninety nine for Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's yeah. mind blowing. Actually, when you think about everything what we get, so it's easy for everybody to do this. Like if people didn't actually believe in Game Pass, also like nobody would be making that post, right? It, it's it's easy for them to have fun with it because it is something that's so simple. It's like yeah, I'll push this, right? Um. Yeah, I I, I love it, man. I, I don't know what what else to say really, except it's just it's just fun, dude. It's fun. Um, uh, just like the Craig thing was fun. The Xbox community is fun. Um, and I, I'm glad that they all take notice and and the execs get behind it. So. Yeah, no, it it definitely speaks volumes when you see the uh the um the the you know the the higher ups. Uh, in the and uh, you know in the company get get involved and and have just as much fun. Uh, I think that is that is ultra cool. Uh, but you know what? Let's get a uh, three bit three bit. You know what? Again, from from a marketing point of view, even though it wasn't meant to start, fl- you know, uh, I guess fan the flame of Xbox Game Pass trending. Uh, you know, it did. What what are your thoughts on how it was handled? More so, not with the community because the community responded. In, in in kind in the best way possible, but more so from a from a uh, corporate point of view, seeing the Phil Spencers, the Aaron Greenbergs, the Matt Booties, the Larry Herbs, 
get involved. Uh, how, how does that make you feel as a fan? It's really um, amazing that um, when you when you're comparing other game companies um, and how they respond to the community, it's kind of silent, right? We we don't usually have this um, uh, this communication where. Uh, Aaron Greenberg will be replying on, on someone's tweet or making jokes about what's happening as a, in a current trend of our community. Um, you usually see it in um, these more official blog post statements about what's happening. And I think that's something Microsoft has been doing very well these past few years. Um, and it, and for the people who are, are sort of downplaying Game Pass, it did the opposite effect, right, um, of having Game Pass trend on Twitter for the past two days. And this was a way for uh, some people that was tired of seeing the narrative that the only way for Xbox to, ha to have positive news is that they're paid off or whatever ridiculous notion they have about Game Pass being a lackluster service with only old games. And if you're in the group that's saying that, you must have not watched E3 where there's so many games that are coming to the platform day one. Um, and, and how many people are talking about the service positively is just a testament to how well Microsoft is is doing with the service. And, and it seems like um, it's it's not enough for some people to give credit to service. It has to be paid off, right? And I've seen so many people chiming in and, and why that why that could be. But the simple fact is that Microsoft is literally just changing the landscape of our industry with Game Pass, not only for consumers where we can access over 300 titles for the low price. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's amazing for consumers, but it's also really beneficial towards developers. Um, we just had, what was it like a week ago, the developers of Outriders saying they exceeded sales because of the service. And yes, um, you're, you're seeing like, oh, Game Pass is not that great. Well, guess what? It's not going to make it any less of a bad a great product um you saying it's bad and i think people need to stop attacking others for simply trying to get better value out of their games and game pass just offers some amazing things and um yeah it's it's really awesome seeing uh phil spencer or aaron greenberg chime in and um talk about whatever's going on with their when in our industry whether it's like hey we are um Sorry about the whole gold situation. We reversed it. We've heard you. Um, or with this situation, you know, where they're just um, <laughs> sort of responding to the community in this light. But either way, um, yeah, Game Pass is only going to get better. Um, and it's 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 really cool. Yeah, 100 percent. And it's and it's, and it's and again, it's 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 great to see. Uh, this transpired, but I I, I got to pull up. We, we you know so so now we, we you know we opened up the show with some fun. But I, I have to I have to reel it back in and bring it back to what exactly uh, happened with Spawn Wave. Now Spawn Wave, they obviously they're over a half a million subs. I personally don't listen to them. I'm not looking to go to war with anybody. I'm going to be honest with you. They're entitled to their opinion. Uh, from what I understand, uh, they are uh, 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 Nintendo apologists. That is their brand of choice. Nothing wrong with that. Congratulations for enjoying Nintendo. I love them. I, I and I'm again. I'm the part of the problem that keeps paying for old games. So I, I'm I'm there with you. But um, they they wrote a tweet. Now I, I give me a moment to find it because uh, I I I actually responded to a tweet that they put out there, and basically what they said in in regards to the tweet 
is how Xbox Game Pass, it, it, it went something to the effect because they wind up pulling down the tweet. They got so much slack, so much negativity, they wind up pulling down the tweet. Uh, but I want to pull up what I actually said because what I said was, of course, you know, what you would expect, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, politically correct. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what everyone on the panel, they, they wrote something to the effect that, um, that Xbox Game Pass is an experiment rather than a success at this point in the game. And I simply wrote to them, and I and I got I got to see if I could find it. Uh, you know, I'll let someone speak, and I'll and I'll look for it. It's very unprofessional of me not to have it in the notes because I normally have it here. Yeah, but he said something like, "I don't understand why uh, nobody, uh, why people are aren't liking Game Pass. Um, take advantage of the experiment while Xbox is 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 doing it. Uh, basically, is is like a roundabout way of what he said." Um, yeah, well, my, my response to that is, uh, I, I, I was, I, I said something to the effect and then once I find it, I'll, I'll, I'll read exactly what I said, but I, I, it went something to the effect that, um, how do you consider Xbox game pass at this point with over 25 million subscribers, uh, an experiment, uh, some clarification, please. And they wrote back to me, oh, th that's the very nature of an experiment. So, of course, you know, people got, again, I was politically correct. I don't start throwing stones at anyone. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. But what I find to be uh, very um, auspicious, if you will, is how they usually do these kinds of tweets when they're looking to uh, get, uh, you know, traction for Spawn Wave. Uh, I know I've seen multiple times that they have gone out of their way to, pardon my friends, shit on uh xbox when they have an opportunity to do so and uh you know I, I you know listen if you put something out there and that's your opinion stand by it be a man uh you know if, you, if you're wrong come out and say listen i pulled down the tweet it was a it was a dick move i didn't feel like i you know i i, I i'm now looking back at it i made a mistake i've done that a, a, a half a dozen times now granted i don't make many mistakes because what you see is what you get um but uh, okay, oh, thank you very much, dude. Uh, the Mav just saved the day because I had put it into uh, okay, so this is exactly what I said. Uh, I'm a little confused by the word experiment when you have 25 plus million subscribers. I hardly consider that an experiment, it seems more like a success to me. And with an insane first party lineup, awesome second party exclusives, and third, uh, th uh, third party day and date releases, any negativity is unjust. This is what they wrote back to me. Experiment actually lines up exact, uh, really well with what Game Pass is right now by its definition. I disagree. I'm curious why people read it so negatively when the idea of a subscription service in gaming is to be successful is something that Microsoft is currently working hard to prove, question mark. So I wrote back to him. I said, hey, dude, I'm not looking for an argument, just some clarification. Again, in my experience, an experiment may net, may net positive or negative results, though it's safe to say, again, with 25 plus million active subscribers, it has moved from experiment to actually working business within Microsoft. Um, so, uh, Zemi, I, I got to go to you first. And again, listen, again, I'm not looking to go to war with Spawn Wave. I only have 8,000 subs. I'm sure they don't give a shit about what Mr. Boomstick says. And that's fine. 
uh, because I don't care what they say, and they have half a million subs. I'm not a subscriber, and I don't care. Uh, but with that said, I thought that, you know, from again, seeing their history of the way they do things, uh, they look to stoke the fire, if you will. Zemi, what are your thoughts on the experiment versus working business model? Uh, which one do you believe Game Pass is? Um, I mean, I think it was an experiment, um, and but I think it's evolved a lot, you know, since then. And it's not, I wouldn't probably put it in the category of, of an experiment. Uh, but I also wouldn't say that, that it's, that it's perfect in any way, shape or form. I, I don't think that, you know, uh, we, anyone should really say it's perfect. Right. Um, it's, it's definitely, uh, a very crucial part of their business strategy going into this new generation and there's things that they can do to improve it uh and make it where it's more accessible into people's hands and i think once they do things like that we're we're going to be bordering more to to the perfect side of game pass for instance you know coming out with a streaming device uh having uh game pass be put onto more platforms than than what it is uh you know currently on right i i think would 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 make it a a, a better product overall right um but with that being said i don't think it's an experiment i i think that it is a very very vital you know part of their business strategy going into this new generation um but with that being said, you know, it, it, it's also not perfect. You know, there's there's definitely could be, I think, positives or negatives that could come from Game Pass. Um, I think that that's another really interesting idea as well is that I don't believe it's an experiment, but it's also something a really, really new business model for for the gaming industry. We've never seen any company. Uh, do what Xbox is doing right now. And because of that, we don't know the type of consequences or the type of uh, advantages that we could see from a move like this from Xbox. Even still, it's really, really early. And it's very exciting, you know, as gamers, uh, you know, as, as well, first, as, as gamers who get to play these games for this, you know, uh, incredible value, but it's also really excited for people that are really, really interested, you know, looking from the business side of things as well, that we we've never seen this being, you know, done before. So there, there could be a lot of, you know, uh, consequences to Xbox doing this, or there could be none, but we, but we don't know because it hasn't been out long enough the way that, you know, these other business models that Sony and Nintendo are still using have been out. Um, but ultimately, I, I think that the 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 general theme of this individual or this organization's tweet was was to kind of cast Xbox in a negative light, and and you know I, I I never agree with that, right? You know I I think that you know they're 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 trying to take something away from Xbox rather than add something to any conversation. I I, I think ultimately it's it, it's them trying to throw more negativity into what I think we already have. A tremendous amount of negativity and 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 you know the console gaming scene, um, but I I can see where they're coming from. I don't agree with your language though. And I mean again, perf- perfectly well spoken, Pong. Let's get your opinion on this. Uh, listen, again, if it would have been just another uh, gamer, let's just say, not Spawn Wave specifically, I might have just simply just looked it over and, and and kept it going. But I like Zemi. I feel that this was done in a more of a malicious way. It, but that's my opinion. Um, uh, I think that they do things for clout. I think that, you know, like I said, we were talking privately, uh, and, uh, listen, one thing that you get to learn as a police officer is you get to see through people's bullshit. Uh, it's something I learned very often on who's telling the truth and who's not. 
And I can tell I can say without an absolute fact, without even trying to uh, be facetious in any way, that what the words that were spoken were not, hey, let's give Microsoft a pat on the ass for being absolutely incredible. What, let's let's throw some shade. Let's throw some doubt. Let's get some people talking, and maybe we can get some new subscribers. That's what I. That's I, I, mo exactly how Zemi felt. That's how I felt. Zem, um, Pong, what's your opinion on the wording of what uh, Spawn Wave had to say? Well, this is a t it's tough because you never know somebody's true intentions, right? Um, there's no way to psychically know that. However, uh, like you said, boom, um, there are. When you are putting out a post, uh, when you are writing an article, um, as we've seen time and time again, there are words that you can use that are passive aggressive um, or that you know for a fact are going to get people's attention. Um, and even words that are that that may be neutral uh, in meaning can put a negative cast a negative light or a positive light uh, onto a subject. And using the word experiment, I'm pretty sure that Spawn Wave knew exactly what they were doing when they put that Twitter post out there. Like you said, um, you know, traffic is the key to everybody's business nowadays. Uh, whether it's clickbait. Um, or whatever the case may be for articles and for websites on Twitter, obviously, you know, again, engagement, uh, people looking at your tweet, responding to it, et cetera. And for a, uh, for a spawn wave who has such a large following, that's always going to be a part of the mentality. Um, you know, as far as the word used experiment, um, I think that's completely wrong at this point. I agree with you 100%. And if you want to get down to it, I, you know, again, their response back to you, boom, saying that they thought it was appropriate. No, if you want to use the word experiment, we can go ahead and look at the scientific method that we all learned back in grade school. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, it starts, you know, whenever you're going to do something, you know, you start with an observation or a question, right? And then your next step is to research, um, and the next step is to hypothesize, which has yes. all been done previously. We know that years and years ago, obviously, uh, Microsoft and Xbox had this plan to put Game Pass in. And then after you hypothesize, then you go ahead and experiment, right? And what we saw, the experimental phase would have been back when they first launched it, uh, when they weren't purchasing content, when they weren't buying up studios for seven point or publishers i should say for 7.5 billion dollars right. when they when they had put together a nice little package called game pass and put it out into the wild to see what kind of response they would get that was the experiment then after that in the scientific method after you run your experiment you analyze the data they analyze the data Right. They, they took that two, you know, year or two uh, of Game Pass that they when they initially launched it, they analyzed the data. They reported the conclusions. Yes. Phil went back to Satya, reported the, the conclusions to Satya. And Satya said, guess what? We are all in. Let's go. Seven point five billion dollars later. Here we are now. It is no longer experiment. OK, they are investing. This is their platform. This is now their vehicle to the three billion customers that they want, the three billion gamers that they believe that are out there in the wild, in the world, they want the entire pie or as much of it as they can get. And that game pass, which was an experiment at one time, is now a pillar of Xbox, a pillar of Microsoft's business. And they are putting all of their investments into that. So no, the experiment word 
uh, was used incorrectly here. Uh, I don't think there's any way they could define it as experiment, even if it is something new to the industry. It has been done in other industries, even if it's new to you and it's it, it makes you think outside the box and question whether or not it may be good. That does not mean to Microsoft and Xbox it is an experiment anymore anymore. And with 23 million subscribers, maybe 25 million subscribers now after our our, our, our uh, shilling the other day, uh, you know, maybe maybe we need to stop with that and just realize that this is for at least Xbox. Now we don't know about Sony. We don't know about, obviously about Nintendo, but for Xbox, this is their platform going forward. And this is their business model going forward. Yes. You're still going to be able to purchase games. Yes. You're still going to be able to do all of the things that you always have done. However, game pass is going to be that focal point and that's the future and that's where they're headed and that's what they want. And so, yeah, no experiment was wrong. Uh, Spawn wave obviously used it knowing that they were going to get underneath people's skins. They deleted the tweet after they got exactly what they wanted. People, you know, people went to their site. People went to Twitter, engaged with them. They got what they want. They deleted it. And that's it. You know, that that's exactly what they want. But experiment is the wrong word. Bro. Yeah, well, I, well, I absolutely agree. Uh, Mav, let's get your opinion on this. Uh, again, not the biggest, uh, the uh, biggest topic of today's show for sure. Uh, but Matt, before I get to you, I got to catch up some of these incredible super chats that have come in. We have three X Burke, good friend of the show. He drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says, "Congrats to Sony today." Really, isn't that hard to say? And of course, he's talking about the fact that the studio that brought us uh, the uh, Returnal and many other titles on the PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four, and now the PlayStation Five House Mark has been acquired by SIE. Uh, as well as, believe it or not, Blue Point Games. Now, that that official announcement has not come from SIE America. Uh, a tweet went out from SIE of Japan congratulating uh, Blue Point for joining the family. Uh, and I, the, the cat was kind of left out of the bag, so to speak. So uh, Blue Point, from what we understand, has joined. Uh, uh, the housemark has, uh, has joined, as well as the new rumor that we're going to be talking about on Friday is that Arc System Works, makers of Blaze Blue, and of course, we'll put them on the map, Guilty Gear, will be joining SIE as a first-party studio. And I got to tell you, folks, uh, Friday's Breakfast with Boom, and I'm still looking for people uh, because as pe some people are going to be out. It's going to be a great show. It's going to be a show half, I would say, dedicated to Sony because there's a lot going on, and you obviously cannot deny um Sony getting those three studios is as is important. It's about They're time they put a ring on that finger. One hundred percent. These are these are three studios that have, for the, the the better half of a decade, potentially even more, worked exclusively with Sony and PlayStation. So having them join the family uh, is uh, is is ultra important. I'm very excited for it, and we're going to be talking about that plus a bunch of other things on Friday morning's Breakfast with Boom. Uh, but thanks for that. And Big Cloud Gaming, who's a part of that panel, Big Cloud, my brother from another, he drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, hit that like button, folks, and I appreciate that very much. And Crazy Horse, friend of the show, he drops a $5 super chat and says they can only call it an experiment because it's coming from Microsoft. Uh, if Sony was doing it, it'd be called uh, a great business. I would probably say it'd be called the greatest thing since sliced bread. With that said, Mav, let's get your opinion on Spawn Wave. Again, you know, they, uh, they look, 
what I was going to say before that I lost my chain of thought with Spawn Wave is when I look at the people on this panel, uh, when I when I when I look at the people that are on my other panels, we are here because we have a love for uh, the community. We have a love for gaming. We have a love for uh, for the uh, the uh, aspect of of content creation. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Spawnway has been around a while, and many, many, many years ago, I actually listened to them because there was passion. There was excitement about the game, uh, about games, about about the podcasting uh, career that they had in front of them. They have lost that, uh, and that's why I don't listen to them anymore because they have become extremely corporate, in my opinion, and they do things for money. Whereas, like I write these shows because I, quite frankly, really enjoy talking about video games, and I have people that enjoy listening, so I'm very blessed that way. Um, so that's why I don't listen to them. So when I saw this, I normally don't respond to tweets like this because everyone's entitled to their opinion, but I thought it was disingenuous. Uh, Mav, what were your thoughts on it? Well, I just thought it was an interesting experiment at driving traffic to your YouTube channel. It was, um, it, it's just interesting how passive, like Pong said, passive aggressive it is. It kind of reminds me of like a relative on Facebook. You know what I mean? It was like, yes. They, they, they like try and like say something nice to somebody, but like you have to throw a negative, negative comment in there. You know what I mean? That's just like, you know, is like, okay, well it's just hard for me to say something nice. So I'm just going to make sure that people really know how, what, where I stand in my statement. Right. Like it's, it's kind of that thing. And that, that also shows because this works for these people, right how much work xbox still has to go with flipping the mindset of some of the masses right and uh, things like what happened the other day with like the whole game pass tweet situation definitely helps with that you know but things like this definitely don't right so that's why people get kind of like side-eyed when they see something like that it's not because Oh, like we're triggered now that somebody said something bad about Xbox. It's because <laughs> it's just like this this nonsense nonsensical thought process continues, right? It's it's another per- person that has a big platform saying something ridiculous that kind of makes people think like, what the heck? What, what does Xbox have to do right now to gain a little bit of respect from some of the bigger? Uh, channels and creators out there um, and that's really inter- it's really interesting to me to kind of watch that um, because guess what not respecting Xbox for some reason gains people platforms and I think that's I think that's dying like you like we know that he removed they removed the tweet right yes so I, I think it's not working as well as it used to for them right uh, because it's like starting Xbox starting to prove themselves so much with so much value, so so many things. They killed it at E3, right? Absolutely killed it. They're riding this wave of momentum that things like this don't work the way they used to at, anymore, you know, because you're overwhelmingly going to have people, and not only the smaller creators, I saw bigger creators actually commenting on this as well, right? Um Saying like I don't understand experiment explain yeah mm-hmm. you know um, because it, it's really like like Pong said you know what's 
Once Xbox spent seven point five billion on Bethesda, they're not they're not experimenting anymore, right? And they weren't experimenting long before that. This is a this is a proven thing now, right? Uh, Satya Nadella himself said they're all in. Yep, on Xbox. On, at, at, dur- the, the, the opening salvo on E3 was a message not just from Phil, but from Satya as well. That that kind of says something to me. Hundred percent. I mean, they want people to know that they are invested, um, that they are committed, because with big corporations, that's in the back of everybody's head, right? You understand this is a business. You understand these are huge trillion dollar. This is a trillion, two trillion dollar company, right? Where what the leadership, what they dictate, funnels down. Right. And can usually change momentum or change business models and all that kind of stuff. Things are fluid. We've seen we've seen Xbox go through these things. So when you know that they have such a big uh, when Xbox has become such a big part of what Microsoft is doing, that leads to confidence from the consumer. And that's something that Satya Nadella and also that the leadership at Xbox has been preaching and, and saying, shouting from the rooftops, like, hey, we are committed into this 100% now because, because it's proven. It wouldn't, they wouldn't be doing that if it wasn't proven. Um, the, the last phase of the experiment process is proof, proof, right? Prove your results, right? And, and that's what Pong was going, going about. Like, the, this is a proven model now, so much so that it has not only changed the way Xbox is doing business, uh, it is changing the way that the entire gaming industry is going to be doing business. This is a proven model that is going to work, just like Netflix changed things with uh, streaming services for uh, TV shows and movies. Remember, they didn't start out that way. Started out with DVDs in the mail, right? Yep. Uh, di- different things, like you, you have to prove your model. And this model is now proven, and that's why you you see companies talking about oh we we're going to have an answer for game pass we need an answer for this we're changing things we're, we're manipulating and changing our own structures of our own businesses to be a little bit more like game pass we're starting to take our games and put them on more platforms like xbox is doing you're seeing other members of the industry platform platform holders like playstation start to mimic little things that xbox has been doing until they can get the whole bigger picture. And uh, that's because of the proof. Um, the numbers do not lie. Um, the subscriber base does not lie. The results of the investment from the corporation do not lie. Um, they, they're, they're committed. And um, once, once the results are in and you know it's no longer, hey, is this going to work? Is this not going to work? Uh, we don't know if people are going to be interested in this. We don't know what kind of games we're going to be able to get in this service. Once all that stuff is done, then then it is no longer an experiment. It's, it hasn't been for a long for a long time now, honestly. And uh, the the one other thing is, yes, evol- evolution doesn't mean experiment, right? You may experiment with pieces of Game Pass going forward, like, hey, let's try this thing out where we do this, right? Or let's try this thing out where we do this, and it completely uh, completely uh, having an evolution process over what Game Pass is over time. That's normal with any business, right? But as far as like Game Pass as a sustainable service and uh, being a huge, huge part of the gaming uh, landscape um, is is done. 
And I agree. Uh, again, well said. And uh, closing out this topic, because we got some really big ones to get into. 3-Bit, let's get your opinion on this. Uh, again, you know, not condemning them for, you know, for making their opinion. We know that it was motivated to drive engagement. Uh, obviously it did with me. I normally don't respond to anything they say. I, I, I don't know how it even showed up in my timeline because I don't follow them. So I guess uh, it, it showed up and I responded twice. So I, I suppose that they got what they wanted out of people. But to pull down the post means that they obviously uh, there, there was no substance to what they were saying. Where, where do you fall on this? Uh, when, when we start talking about experiment versus uh, working business model. Yeah, I know um, people do say negative things in response to like what Mav was saying. People say negative things in tandem with positive in order to seem balanced with their views. And I don't think people realize you can be balanced when admitting things are just great as well. Um, but similar to you guys, it's it's always difficult seeing people's intentions. Spawn Wave, from what I know, is very mixed on Xbox posts. But the question really is, is like, when do when does things like stop becoming an experiment? Um, it, and uh, is it after you have 25 million subscribers? Is it after they spend $7 billion on Zenimax titles, bringing them all into Game Pass Day 1? Or, or is it like uh, when devs uh, come out saying how beneficial uh, it was towards their game success? I think the word experiment doesn't assume that it's not finished or that it could fail um, despite Xbox leading with Game Pass and most of their roadmaps. Um, it's a service, you know, people are, are not saying uh, Disney Plus is an experiment because they've never seen a movie launch straight into the service from movie theaters. Um, great point. It, That's a really it, great point, dude. Yeah, it, it is what it is. And if anything, we, we've seen um, these other companies look at Game Pass as a way to improve their own service. So if, if you're leading the way in innovation and others begin to follow, um, just because you're going first doesn't mean it's just an experiment or it's going to fail. It just, it's, it's just, it, it is what it is. I think it's a great service. Um, and um, if anything, it's only going to get better in the next few years. Um, and it, it's doing things that are great for consumers and it's great for developers. So um, it is, uh, you know, you're, you're always going to have these people come out and um, downplay some things that um, Xbox is doing, it, it, it seems to have a stigma with some people, but um, you know, it, it's all we could do is uh, just subscribe to Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, pretty much for, for $10 a month or 15 for Ultimate Game uh, for Ultimate. Damn it, I said it twice. I, I had to write the check. <laughs> anyway. Listen, this is a great uh, way to open up the show. Uh, hopefully, you know, we went we went positive. We had to bring in the negative aspect of it, but we have a monster show to continue. Uh, before I get to it, Eli the Realist, friend of the show, he drops an outstanding $5 subject and says, look at Jimmy throwing money. <laughs> Just wanted to show some support because I'm a regular listener. Well, dude, thank you so much for being here, brother. But, of course, thank you for the generosity, as always. And Chet Schamberg. Uh, Sandberg, I should say, drops an outstanding file of chat and says, it was an experiment, but now it's a revolution. Indeed, my friend. And Reggie Mobile 9, generous friend of the show, he drops an outstanding $10 super chat and says, great data booing panel. Various game media is trying to protect their uh, their platform and 
uh, its support of PlayStation. Their lane is being interrupted by Xbox success. Good luck on them curtailing an active Microsoft. Yeah, you know something? That's a great point. I, I, I absolutely agree with that. And Chia Walker, good friend of the show, he drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, I am subscribed to them because I always want to be aware of what... <laughs> what the new goalpost is, <laughs> and occasionally they will say something positive about Xbox. Yeah, see, well, there you go. Uh, but listen, folks, this isn't a big topic, but I have to get everyone's opinion about this because, as you can see by the screen, um, I am not a CFDs player. Uh, I am not. Uh, I, I, I have always supported Rare. I think that what they did with CFDs from launch to now is nothing short of an incredible turnaround. They have made this one of the most popular games on Xbox. But one of the things missing from it has been its single-player format. And uh, obviously, during E3, we got the announcement that Pirates of the Caribbean DLC was coming for free. And that is what I am playing. Now, this could be played with up to four people. It's not PvP. It's PvE, which is what Boom likes. Uh, and, uh, you know, again... I don't do as much multiplayer as I used to because I, I I don't have the time. At night is completely dedicated to Mrs. Boom. The only day of the week that it's not her, that her for her is prime time because that was just you know that's the one show at night. But the rest of the uh, the week and including the weekend she's off. I dedicate myself to her because that's what a good husband does. So I don't have a chance to play a lot of multiplayer. Uh, but Sea of Thieves gives you this new DLC with Jack Sparrow. And the Pirates of the Caribbean gives you the option to set out on your own and play single player, which is what I did for this entire two and a half hour clip that I recorded. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was fun. I'm a big fan of Pirates of the Caribbean. My question to the panel, my question to the chat is, with, do you? if this turns out to be a success, and I believe it is going to be, do you believe that this needs to come more that Sea of Thieves needs to incorporate more single player uh, PVE into the uh, in, into the franchise, and I'll start with Zemi Games. What are your thoughts on this, Zemi? You know, I I actually have not played this, but this was a huge shocker to me during E3, and and it they you know one thing that Xbox did that I did not think they were even going to remotely be able to do was get me interested in Sea of Thieves again, right? Uh, but that's exactly what they did with this DLC. I would already be playing it right now if it wasn't for Cyberpunk retaking over my life. Um, <laughs> but now that is over. So I do plan on actually jumping into this game, uh, trying it out. I'm a huge uh, Pirates, uh, just a huge fan of Pirates in general, but a really big fan of Pirates of the Caribbean. And uh, so I'm really excited to jump in here. I'm super, super stoked that... It is a, you know, or can be a single player or co-op uh, PVE experience, you know, with your friends. I really, really like that. I'm not the biggest fan of the whole PVP uh, in Sea of Thieves. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm really excited for it. I can't wait to jump in. I already uh, have it downloaded uh, back on my console, uh, which is something that I never, you know, before E3 uh, of this year, I would have probably never thought I would hear myself say. Um, but, uh, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really excited for it. And, uh, you know, if it is good, I would absolutely love to see more single player content come to Sea of Thieves. I don't, you know, I'm not one of those gamers that, you know, every game needs to have, you know, single player, or every game needs to have multiplayer or whatever. You know, I think it's important for the developers to really build the, the world and, and the game ultimately that they want to build. Um, 
So, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not an advocate for every game having single player or every game having multiplayer. But, um, you know, whenever whenever a company does it right, I always want to see more of it. You know, the same way that after uh, Gears of War, uh, they came out with that new single player, um, you know, campaign mode. After I got done playing that, I wanted more. Uh, hopefully, maybe one day we might we might get some more of that. But, you know, maybe we won't as well. Um, but uh, yeah, if, 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 if I enjoy, you know, my time playing through it, uh, absolutely. I would want to see uh, more single player content from Sea of Thieves. Uh, it's something that definitely uh, has me interested. Yeah. And I, I, and I absolutely agree with that real quick before I get to Pong, uh, the board game renegade, good friend of the show. He drops an outstanding $2 super chat and says, Sea of Thieves, baby, indeed. And I was very happy to play it because now I can say that I'm, no, I'm not a pirate legend, at least not yet, but I'm enjoying this game. And again, it's just, it's rare at, at their finest. And with, this, with the Pirates of the Caribbean involved uh, and the fact that I could play this single player, I, I, I was very, very, I got a very big Goonies vibe from this. I hope, and I'm, man, could you imagine if they incorporate the Goonies at some point? Because I think that is Disney as well. That would be kind of dope. And our friend, Gerald Mack in the chat, drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, shout out to the hardest working man in gaming podcast business, Mr. Boom. It's a great show, great panel. Well, first of all, dude, thank you for the compliment. That is uh, really incredible of you to say, and uh, I'm glad that you enjoyed. Big shout out to Mike Lowry in the chat, good friend of this show as well. And Master Clowns X3 is here. I can't give everyone a shout out, but I'm I'm looking at people that I may have missed. So of course, I want to say say hello. Uh, but uh, Pong, listen, I know that you uh, are uh, play a lot of multiplayer, which is awesome. Um, but I, and I don't know if you got a chance to play this. Do you think Sea of Thieves could do better, maybe see more engagement if they offered some single player smaller slices rather than just the multiplayer aspect of Sea of Thieves? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, my heart is still single player. I've started to play more multiplayer after I jumped in this community and found a bunch of people who love video games as much as I do. So, but uh, my heart is still single player. Uh, but Sea of Thieves, uh, actually, the Elks... The ultimate crew the other night got together and we played through the first book. That's um, awesome. Yeah, awesome. yeah. It was fantastic. Um, again, big Pirates of the Caribbean fan. I mean, again, what they did here is well done. Um, there are some bugs and stuff they need to work out, and some people are having some issues. But the first book that we played through was simply fantastic. Uh, to see Jack Sparrow come to life uh, in Sea of Thieves uh, and, and the guy who does the voice. I mean, he sounds God. like really oh sounds God. like him. He dude. could be Johnny Depp. I mean, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, no, I think that anytime you can take a game, and again, I understand the people that have been playing Sea of Thieves, and there's 20 million people plus now that have played Sea of Thieves, um, really love the experience that they obviously got with the PvP. Um, and it, it's a big part of why people continue to play it. But offering an option to have some kind of either single-player experience or co-op experience within a story mode like this um, only expands that even more. I had played Sea of Thieves for maybe two two hours, maybe prior to this, um, and I probably doubled that time the other night when we were playing it. Yeah, I played for uh, almost three hours. Uh, right, by, right. Yeah, player, exactly. Yeah. Um, and there's so much to choose from, and being a PvP game, um, you know, just like an MMO game, just like any other game, you know, whether it's Call of Duty, 
if you want to play that game, you have to put a lot of time into it, right? To get good. That that that's kind of the the mo of those games. If you want to, you know, great, good on you, but it does take up a lot of time. And there's so many games out there right now um, that you know call and demand our time that you have to make choices. Like if I wanted to play Sea of Thieves, that means I, well, a lot, that means I would have to give up somewhere else. Um, so for them to put in these smaller experiences, something that is a, a side kind of deal, I think is just great and opens up the opportunity to, for more people to experience that world because it is a fantastic game. Uh, it is a gorgeous game. What they have done to, turn that ship around pun intended uh from where it started uh is is nothing short of miraculous right what what they built here is something that could carry on and obviously already is one of the biggest sellers one of the biggest games of all time for xbox so for what they are doing here, if they want to continue to grow that experience, I think adding in these types of, uh, you know, DLC is great. Um, and who knows people that play the Pirates of the Caribbean expansion that may not have touched, uh, you know, see if these before, or maybe only touched it a little bit like yourself and myself, maybe jump in full time and maybe decide, Hey, you know what? I actually really do enjoy this world. And I'm going to give it my all. And I want to be a, you know, I want to be a pirate legend, right? Yeah. That's something that's possible. And I think that these little things that they can do, and there's so much out there. Let's be real. Pirates of the Caribbean is the perfect crossover for this. Uh, you know, it, it, you couldn't have planned this out any How better. But there, you think they could tell? Paul? Oh, my God. There are so many stories to grab from. My God, they could do a whole Goonies if they wanted to. Right? What about and, Hook? Hook. They could do Hook. They could, they could do, do that, that would be with Peter Pan. Right. Uh, right. It's, Really right. prime prime real estate for single-player DLC yeah. or at least single-player or multiplayer PvE telling a story. Right. Take advantage of what you've built here and, and explore every avenue. And again, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You still have your core game there. But yes. the point being is try it. And again, obviously the team decided, hey, let's go for this. Let's do it. I heard Phil talk about a little bit about an interview because he's not the biggest fan of licensed content DLC. He, he freely admits that when they brought them to brought this to him he was like all right well if you guys want to do let's go for it let's try it out you know let's see how it works and now he says he absolutely loves it as well I, he couldn't believe it that it turned out just absolutely fantastic so i think that's always good for teams like this to to branch out try something new you've got the established game it's not going anywhere you continue to improve upon that but give people little little experiences like this little side stuff like this and it just adds a little bit of spice to your already east that you have there uh there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever yeah i absolutely agree mav let's get you let's get you involved uh, mav the one thing i love about you besides the work that you do in the community is how active you are playing online and obviously you have an incredible wife that plays with you which is freaking awesome uh, but do you think that sea of thieves could generate more uh um fans more people gravitating towards the platform trying out sea of thieves if they offered some single player content past what we're seeing in front of us right now oh absolutely one of the things that um i keep hearing from people that say that it's not really for them is they don't like you know being attacked right yes, when they're trying to go out and, and i just let me stop you right there folks i'm going to tell you my story okay i got into the beta 
I went out. I took a little ship out. I, I got a treasure chest all by myself. I was very proud. I came back. I'm carrying the treasure chest, all excited to turn this in, right? Only to get jumped by four people. I said, this is grade school all over again. FC of thieves. That was my experience. That's why I never did it again. But please continue. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm the way I play is I would be one of those guys. Yeah, I, you know what? And you know what? <laughs> F you too, then, Mav. <laughs> I just, I don't know what, what it is. Like, whenever I see a ship in the distance and if I'm with the crew, it's well, something you're takes pirates, over me. Though, that's what pirates do. Yeah, I'm like, okay, stop everything. <laughs> Who cares about the mission we're on? We have to go steal everything that those people have. You know what I mean? But that, so that I understand that if, especially if people aren't normally like multiplayer gamers, right. Um, and don't play a lot of that competitive stuff, you know, then, then this is, that can be very frustrating for somebody. It's because it does a lot of times feel like a co-op single player experience until you get screwed over. Right. So um, that aspect of the game has turned some people away now that regardless of, of that, the game's still booming and growing and, yes. Yes. And, and it's being crazy successful because what they have works. Right. But there's nothing wrong with doing stuff like this to bring, to make it more uh, for other gamers, for other people. So people that are looking for more of a relaxed experience and don't have to necessarily worry about that kind of stuff. And you can just go out and play the story um do the puzzles go out and have fun with their friends in a co-op way right without having that to worry about getting attacked right so um we played it like pong says it was it was a it was a it was a blast um except for when pong broke the game and we had to do it <laughs> hey hey um, hey 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 it wasn't my fault that's yeah. the game's fault <laughs> yeah, yeah i know yeah it was uh but you know it's I'm looking forward to playing the rest of these. And based on what I play, they did a really good job, especially like when you're entering into that cave and the like first part of it. And it kind of feels like you're on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, you yes. know, at, uh, yes. at Disney World, right? And you hear the um, music playing, you know, you got the voices, dead men tell no tales, you know, like that. that that kind of stuff. It's just like, gives you like this fun vibe and like, you guys are right. Like they could do so much with this. They could do so many different things, adding content to this game, which is in game pass for only nine 99 per month. Um, and I, I it. think it's amazing. It really like so content like this is kind of unique to the game now. And when things like this happen, it kind of lets you know that this may be something to look forward to in the future from it as well, right? So I'll be um, keeping my eyes peeled to see, like, is there going to be another crossover? Is there going to be more story expansion with this? Because the rest of the game, I think, has, has been, uh, they've got it down. Yes. So let, let's, yeah. let's just see more of this stuff and bring in more audience and, and have more fun doing different crossovers. Well, I, now, now that now that they have Disney in their back pocket, uh, I would imagine that there, there's been some talk about what other franchises they could bring from Disney uh, that Disney may be looking to potentially bring back. Right. Like, obviously, it would be great to see Peter Pan and Hook be a part 
of Sea of Thieves. It would be. Oh, could fabulous. you imagine Pan flying overhead? I could imagine you know a lot of things. I, mean? I, I could think about Little Mermaid uh, being a part oh, yeah. of. Uh, you know, obviously, if you if you're a fan of Pirates of the Caribbean, there was uh, one of the films that generated around mermaids. And to see Ariel come back, you know, they, ha they have a new film coming out, a live action uh, Ariel. That would be kind of dope to get, uh, you know, to it, it, like they said, that the door has been have has been wedged open. And I hope that they continue it because I will continue to play this. I have not got I just started the second uh, book. And, and again, I'm doing the Cardinal Sin here, folks. I'm playing multiple games at once and I freaking hate it but i love it at the same time uh but let's get uh three bits final opinion on this three bit are you uh, from a developer's point of view does this make sense for a game that's usually pvp multiplayer to bring in some uh single player content to get that other community like myself who passed on sea of thieves and do you think that microsoft will continue or rare i should say to do that yeah, I think it just gives more people options, right? I know a lot of people prefer, um, like me, actually playing single player and then testing that out, using that as my tutorial for the multiplayer. Um, and and uh, I think <clears throat> most people who watch this at E3, um, they saw this expansion and it was pretty much in the mind space where they wanted to try this game out. Yep. Um, that that was definitely me. <laughs> I sadly haven't played this new DLC yet. I blame Mav. Makes me install these games and then finishes it, <laughs> leaving me to complete these adventures alone. Um, but uh, no, this is such, a, oh, <laughs> such an awesome crossover. Uh, looking forward to playing some missions with the crew. It's constantly like hitting this top of the Steam charts, which is just like it's just this great blend where it works really well. Um, when everyone is doing their part uh, when you do play it with people right so let's see a peter pan a captain hook dlc uh, more yeah. more story content would be great um, but since i didn't play i will do a little speculation town uh being the last panelist to talk about this so this is kind of uh the first sort of partnership we've seen recently between microsoft or rare uh and disney so it's an exclusive right so indiana jones is owned by disney and right. Aaron Greenberg posted a picture of him being indie. Indiana Jones Xbox exclusive confirmed. That is all. Okay. That's all right. Well, listen, I, I wouldn't be, <laughs> you know, I, we, we, you know, we've talked to several people on that front. I, I actually, I have. And a lot of people believed, some of the industry people that I've spoken to believe that that is going to be the last multi plat Bethesda game. I, I'm kind of begging to differ. I, I think that if Microsoft really pushes the envelope and they get in, doing these kinds of deals with disney uh i think this could be an exclusive because you know people are like well indiana jones he can't be an exclusive well spider-man the freaking face of marvel is an exclusive so why shouldn't indie be but i don't want to go down that rabbit hole because jesus that's you know what i think that we should even talk maybe we'll talk about that on thursday uh because i'm looking for i'm writing topics right now i'm literally listen folks i'm doing this show and writing the other show as we speak but I got to move on to the next topic. But before I do, I got to catch up on some of these Super Chats. My God, the generosity has really come forth in a big way. Gerald Mack, once again, drops another $5. Super Chats has been playing MLB The Show and Maneater on cloud. Oh, my God. The cloud gaming is about to take over. Shout out to Xbox and Microsoft. Listen, folks, please, I implore you, if you trust me as a gamer, play Maneater. I 1,000 out of 1,000 that game. And it is 
the it is one of the I laughed out loud so many times when you're flopping around on the shore eating people in wheelchairs and people running by jogging it is freaking hilarious now, i'm not saying that you should do that in real life please don't <laughs> don't eat any people in wheelchairs don't do that i'm just saying that the, the way the, the the way the comedy is told it is very funny uh if it's in game pass if you have not played it please try man eater don't be turned off by oh it's just another george clone it's not it is actually has a story and it was so good that i got 1000 out of 1000 achievements hilarious uh tex east texas alex good friend of the show he drops a five dollar super chat and says hello everyone boom i hope you and your wife had a fantastic anniversary my, my uh my god bless you and your wife with many more years together great show well thank you so much for that yes we did uh mrs boomstick and i celebrated our tw 21st anniversary we were together 22 years and it has been uh the best part of my life She's my best friend. She is my confidant, and she is now a partner um, to Double Barrel Gaming, which is even cooler. Uh, but, yeah, thanks so much for the compliment, brother. Yes, we did have a, a nice uh, four days off from podcasting. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we also had uh, Louis Ducher uh, in, in, the, uh, in the chat. Lu uh, Lu uh, Louise, I should say. Uh, thanks so much for being here, brother, and thanks for the $5 Super Chat. He says, Sea of Thieves is top seller on Steam this week. Well, there you go. Microsoft hitting on all cylinders. Good friend of the show, Jigga J in the chat. Drops a $5 super chat and says, Boom, I missed your content so much last week. I hope you and Mrs. Boom had a good time. Also, where is Arnold? Bring him back on. Yeah, you know what? I'm actually going to reach out to the uh, Noof and see if I can get him and Arnold back on for uh, for Friday. And Bunty, uh, that's uh, that's obviously our good friend Boom, the other Boom, drops an outstanding $10 super sticker. Thank you so much for that, my friend. But I want to move on to topic. I think this is going to be topic number four. Yeah, we're really, we're really cruising today. This is fantastic. Uh, we're going to get to all of them. According to good friend of this show, uh, Jeffrey Grub Grub, uh, the Kojima deal is close to being signed, according to, of course, where he works, Games Beat. Now, Jeff Grubb was talking on his podcast, and uh, listen, this deal is getting closer to being finalized in terms of him working exclusively with Microsoft. Now, how big of a deal will this become for both Xbox and Kojima, considering his ties to PlayStation is still unknown? But in a recent podcast, G Game Beats Jeff Grubb, who broke the, uh, who first broke the aforementioned story about this exclusive deal, was asked specifically about the Xbox Kojima deal. To which Grubb replied that the deal is close to being completed and is now at a stage it's no longer likely that they will fall that that it will fall through. Meanwhile, Grubb also stated that Xbox's recent recruitment of former Portal and Left 4 Dead developer Kim Swift as a senior director in Xbox Cloud Gaming Team specifically was hired to work with Kojima directly on his next game. Kim Swift, who's worked on this is coming directly from Jeff Grubb, Kim Swift, who worked on Portal and Left 4 Dead, and she's been at Google Stadia working as like their chief creative person. She's coming in specifically to work with Kojima on his aforementioned Xbox exclusive. Uh, and obviously, uh, Xbox didn't say Kojima 
uh, in the original story, but they do have it. Uh, they do have some information regarding independent developers. But yes, it's Kojima. He also says it's close to being signed. It's at a point I think it's not going to uh, not get signed. They are just figuring out details, basically, and I'll have more to say on that soon. Now, this is, folks, listen. If you go back to uh, uh, um, Je uh, Jeff uh, Keeley, if you go back to Jeff Keeley's uh, E3 event, really wasn't that good of an event, um, but it's fine. It was something to talk about. We did. Uh, I gave it like a, like a six, and, uh, and, and for good reason. But there was one specific part on in the show where Kojima came out. And if you looked at it from just watching it, it might have seemed a little out of place, right? Um, and uh, it was obviously, you know, it was about, uh, about the Sony-exclusive uh, package-carrying game. And, uh, you know, he looked, the character, uh, which, of course, is from The, uh, the Walking Dead, um, looked at the box right got into the box put the box back on the shelf and and in that process looked down a flight of stairs which looked very similar to uh what we all know and love and that's metal gear solid now immediately many people in this community equated this to holy shit we are going to get a new metal gear solid game from kojima they've somehow figured it out Folks, I'm here to tell you that if you thought that way and that was going to PlayStation, you probably got it all wrong because I have don't have any concrete evidence. I'm going based on my personal uh, trip to Speculation Town, which obviously Pong Soul is the co-mayor of. Um, I think that this might have been a subtle dig on exactly what uh, what Kojima is going to be doing with Xbox, right? I mean, he gets into the box, he gets back out of the box, he looks at the box, he smirks at the screen. Come on, that that's so Kojima. And of course, looking down at what appeared to be a level with the guards walking around with the flashlights from Metal Gear could have been a dig, even at um, you know Konami. Uh, Okay, so maybe I'm looking too much into this. Pong, so I got to go to you first before Zemi because you obviously have a big position in Speculation Town. How big of a deal is this going to be for Xbox signing Kojima, who, for the better part of his entire life, worked exclusive with PlayStation? It's huge. Uh, we've talked about this so many times, Boom. Uh, no matter what you think about Kojima, there is no denying. Look at all of this blue box stuff. Look at what his name still does to people to this day, right? No matter how you feel about the guy, no matter if you think he's past his prime, he no longer has it. He is still a draw in this industry. And again, I'm on the side that he is an eccentric creative genius um, who can produce something that has mass appeal like uh, Metal Gear obviously did and can give you that he can also give you a smaller niche game like death stranding which may not give you the sales versus what it costs to make but it still drives people to your ecosystem it still yeah. creates interest in what you have going on and now we have to think beyond just your normal classic style game right he has moved the he has done things within games that other people just simply won't do or yes. never thought of doing. He will take the risks that sometimes gives him criticism, 
but he will do it anyways because that's his vision. And now we have to think beyond the normal type games, even the stuff that he's made, because he's had this vision with cloud gaming for a while. There's an interview. I brought it up on one of your shows, Boom. I forget. It's about two years ago. I think he did an interview with a, with a Japanese magazine. Um, I think it was a business magazine. I can't remember exactly. But he talked about this vision that he had years ago uh, for a specific type of horror game that was going to use the power of the cloud um, in a different way, a different manner. Now, we can we can hypothesize, we can speculate on what that may actually mean. Could it mean that you get a call in the game, your actual cell phone next to you rings, oh or you my get a text God, message dude, and you got to respond? Bananas. Right. Right. It would be absolutely insane. I'm sure there's things that he no, has that in his head. No, that sounds awful. That sounds terrible. <laughs> no. That's that's awesome. Zemi, that sounds awesome. terrible. Zemi, you can, you can go take a break right now, okay? We're going to talk okay, about Okay, this is where have. the hashtag fire Zemi, hashtag boo Zemi starts boo to Zemi. Out. I'm sorry. We're back, <laughs> no, we're back to square one, damn it. Right, exactly. Of course, we've been so well. It. It's a staple of the show. So, you know what? Boo Zemi in the, in the chat. Um. Anyways, we, and there's probably things that he's thought of that we even haven't, right? And so that's the part. When you get a Kojima, you're going to instantly drive attention to what you have going on. And now with Kim Swift, right? She was working with Kojima at Stadia on his supposed horror game. That's why yes. he was working with Stadia was because yeah. obviously it's cloud-based, right? He had ideas. That obviously was a no-go, for whatever the reasons behind the scenes, we'll never know. But obviously, it sounds like Stadia just said, Phil Harrison over there said, uh, no, too expensive. We're not going to do this, right? They, yeah. they obviously were moving out uh, from what their original plans were. So it fell through. So you bring in a Kim Swift. And like Grubb said, you don't announce the Kim, Kim Swift deal unless you're pretty confident that the, the Kojima deal is going to be done, right? And he that was his signal that, hey, this deal is, you know, done in everything except for the signatures, right? They're just working out the details is what Grubb said. Okay, that makes perfect sense. So you get Kim Swift, who already knows Kojima. They were working on his, you know, whatever he was presenting as far as a game goes at Stadia. So she has knowledge of what he already wants to do. She is perfect. Then we think even bigger, right? Phil and his team have been talking about cloud gaming, Cloud development. We just saw, you know, xCloud, whatever they call it now. I just wish they would continue to call it xCloud because it's the easiest. But xCloud is now available for everybody. But they're also talking about cloud development, game yes. development, right? And, and that's the next big step. Microsoft is thinking down the road. Now, is this something that we're necessarily going to see, you know, sooner than later? No, but this is, but you have to take the first baby steps to prove again the experimental phase, the scientific theory that we were talking about, right? The scientific process. You have to get that those experiments going. And who better to experiment with this than Kojima? And if he comes out with a game that is based in the cloud, or parts of it are based in the cloud, we've seen it in some ways, right? Sea of Thieves, the water is all done in the cloud, so we know that there is some that that work right? But you get a developer like Kojima, a name like Kojima, who does some game that takes advantage of these cloud development techniques to get his game to do stuff that people may have only dreamed about in the past, yep. that interactive style, right? Uh, you know, bringing people to the next level when it comes to uh, what a game and what that means uh, as far as the game interacting with you and you interacting with the game actually means. 
bringing it to that next level, you have a Kojima create his vision, his, his baby that he's been wanting to do for quite a while, but he's had to wait for the technology, you know, kind of like Starfield and Todd Howard. He had to wait until it was ready. And who better to do that than Microsoft and Xbox bring on Kojima, get all the attention that comes along with him, both positive and negative. It does not matter at the end of the day, you're going to drive people to your ecosystem and then he can work with some of this kind of experimental type development techniques and interactions with the gamer and show people that it works and show people what it could mean down the road. That is a huge win for Microsoft. And we haven't even touched on what Kojima does as far as the East goes and the gaming in the East. He still has a name over there. Yes, his games have been more Western style. Yes, he's tried to get more of the Western audience than he has, uh, you know, the Eastern audience. But that side of the world still loves Kojima to this day and still believes, uh, you know, that he is a genius um, and can't wait to see what he does next. So you're opening up more avenues over there. The Kojima deal is a win-win for everybody. Kojima gets his creative freedom. He gets the backing, the financial backing, which his games do cost. They have movie production costs to them. He gets all of that, and Microsoft gets all the wins. Xbox gets all the wins on the other side of all the points I just pointed out. Uh, This is huge for everybody involved. Uh, I can't wait till they can announce it. Again, I'm not the hugest Kojima fan. Uh, Death Stranding really didn't appeal to me. I had a PS4. I didn't pick it up. It wasn't, you know, my type of game. Would I pick it up maybe if it showed up someday, you know, on sale? Yeah, I might. Uh, But I did love Metal Gear, um, you know, and I can't wait to see what he does. I'm not the biggest horror fan. Like, I'm not as scaredy cat as Zemi. But, you know, a Kojima-style horror game might be a little too much for me. We'll have to wait and see, but I don't care. I want other people to be able to experience whatever he has planned for everybody because that's the important thing. Not every game is for everyone, but having a game for everyone is important. So that that's where I see this going. I think Kojima is going to be a great addition to the team. Um, you know, again, whether or not it's exclusive as far as him moving forward, a multi-game deal, or whether he's making games for other people, I really don't care. Just having him do something special, something unique, and something new on your platform is a huge, huge win. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you there. And I think that, you know what, when you start talking about the overall picture, um, getting getting Kojima to be a part of Xbox, whether you find his games to be interesting, boring, or just not for you, just remember that PT was a thing. There are people selling their PlayStations with a, for $1,000 because Correct. that demo is on there, right? right. Um, this is, uh, you know, this could be that game. Now, again, maybe it's not the entire uh, the game entirely because maybe, uh, you know, the actor from The Walking Dead, uh, 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 Redis, is not going to be a part of the game. We I, Again, we don't know that, but I am going to tell you that from a, mur- a word of mouth perspective, what Kojima coming to Xbox tells me is that Obviously, he left He left Sony because they didn't want to fund his next game because they didn't believe in whatever it was, and they didn't like the monies that they made with Death Stranding. He went to Stadia. Stadia basically took a big dump, and that's garbage. And obviously, who do you go to next? Well, you know what? He was pushed out from Sony, apparently. Stadia fell through. Xbox wants to uh, make cloud gaming, and why not have a Kojima horror game? 
Why not have, a, you know, and again, I have heard from an insider that I trust that this is not for just one game. This is a multi-game deal, meaning that potentially three games that he's going to be involved with. So that sounds like a 10-year project to me. You know, And he, his games take a long time. I don't know how far he was into the game on Stadia. But all I know is that Kim coming over from Stadia to work exclusively with me tells me that it's important to Xbox and it is going to be a big deal. Mav, let's get your opinion on Kojima and what his addition to Xbox Game Studios means. Oh, man. Uh, so the rumors from Kojima go back a, a, a while uh, with Xbox, actually, because I remember specifically I had a stream. We were playing like Halo one night after our podcast and Pong Soul. This was even before he was on Xbox Ultimate Podcast, <laughs> right? Was in the chat. And I, I think NLG Mike was hanging out with us and he said something about, uh, yeah, did you see this like rumor from like this Italian magazine about Kojima and Xbox, right? And it was like... Uh, we kind of like brush it off, ignored it, and then Pong Soul said it in the chat, and then, then we gave all the credit to Pong Soul for breaking the news. <laughs> Father um, Mike will never forgive me for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mike will never live that down. Uh, and it was uh, absolutely hilarious. But like the rumors started back then, and it kind of lets you think about how long these talks have potentially been going on for. Um, and but that conversation we had back then also sparked a lot of conversation where we've had on podcasts before we're talking about like Kojima and his fit with Xbox and and I've always kind of I've always kind of thought this I may have even said this on your show before boom like code game pass could be a playground for somebody like Kojima I agree 100% yeah because he's a person that likes to tell interesting stories right and they don't necessarily appeal to some of them don't appeal to the masses. Right. But game pass is a platform based around variety. And you're not always trying to make everything for everybody, but you're trying to target specific audiences to bring them into your service. Right. So if you make something that's going to appeal to all of the Kojima lovers out there, which is a lot, I, I like Kojima as well. Right. Then that's going to bring in an audience that you may have not had before because those person thought that Xbox as a platform didn't have something for them. But once this is made, guess what? That changes. They all of a sudden have something for that type of player, right? They may come into Game Pass and subscribe. So it definitely makes sense for Xbox. And I think the cost is worth it. And now the downside with uh, Kojima has been the cost of development and then maybe the sales of the games. But when you are dealing with Game Pass... That is not as much of the equation anymore because the whole metrics change with how you're judging the games and, and, and what they do for the platform, right? It's not necessarily about just individual game sales anymore. So this opens up avenues of experiment experimentation from the dev side of being able to try different things and being able to play with it. Like I've thought that Game Pass could be a platform for Kojima to be able to release smaller experiences that he releases more frequently to tell like a shared universe type story, right? Because he likes to experiment with storytelling. Yep. He likes to tell different kinds of stories. So let's say he, this was like a three game deal, right? Let, let's say like you get one of these games every two years or so. Okay. Um, they may be not like the huge 20 hour plus experiences, but if you're getting those 
that type of content more frequently, you're always looking for the next thing from, from him on the service. And that becomes the service for Kojima as games to be released on, which also works for him because you're not only releasing on Xbox, but you're releasing on mobile, you're releasing on PC, you're releasing on streaming devices, you're releasing on everything. And yeah. if you are looking to take advantage of the cloud, uh, what better company to go with right now than Xbox, which is the only uh, platform that has really proven that they can use it with game development in a very successful way and with a game that we're even seeing on the screen right now, Sea of Thieves. Yes. Uh, the water is uh, from the cloud, right? Also, uh, Flight Sim is another example of a game that they're doing that it has been proven to be successful using this technology, right? So um, it's I think it's a perfect fit for what he may be looking to do in the future. And I do think you're right, Boom. I think that's what he was alluding to when he was talking to Jeff. He just couldn't say it yet because it hasn't yeah. been pinned to paper. It wasn't done yet, yes. And it was almost like uh, like me, me and 3-Bit have been saying, it was almost like a goodbye to Jeff because he knows he's never going to get invited back onto his shows again once he announces this deal. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I listen. It's it's you know I maybe you know maybe Jeff turns a corner. Maybe maybe he becomes more uh, Xbox you know pro Xbox. I don't know. Stranger things have happened for sure. Just got to get him a pair of Xbox tennis shoes so he can wear them uh, on know the what? Game Awards. You know, he can talk to Greeny. Greeny's got <laughs> lots of shoes. Good old Greeny. Uh, real quick, want to thank a couple of people. DeAndre Banks drops an outstanding $2 hoop chat and says, Xbox Cloud, uh, xCloud gone gold. How much uh, How much a threat is Xbox now? I agree. Uh, now, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. I'm sorry if I do. So let bang 007. Holy cow, after a, a $5 super chat or five pound super chat, holy cow, just tried cloud for the first time and Gears 5 works perfect from the UK. Dude, that's dope. Uh, new channel member, Topaz Girl, becomes a member. Well, thank you so much for that. And of course, uh, she drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, New member, boom. I enjoy your content as a fellow middle aged gamer. Uh, uh, is it me or have some on PlayStation fan base slash media always had an edge for elitism? That is a really strong term, and I think you're on to something with that because, yes, I think that there is an elitism in the PlayStation community. Now, granted, they have a right to feel proud because of the incredible content that uh, SIE has put out. There's I mean let, let's let's not fake the funk here that what Sony has done is an inc incredible for their fan base. I'm not going to say $70 games is. I'm not going to say the way Jim Ryan's you know interacts with the community, but you, you, maybe that elitism comes from them having so many 90 meta games. I don't know, but you know what? I say enjoy games across multiple platforms. But let's get to, of course, three bit. Three bit. What are your what are your thoughts on this? So I mean, Kojima from from one creator, because that's exactly what you are. Seeing Kojima come to Xbox really does, I think for me, draw a line in the sand. And, and I'm not sure if it was Pong or Mav, but someone had made mention of maybe some of the fans that specifically liked his content would never come over to Xbox, but now they might because Kojima is a part of that brand. Yeah. A lot of both of you guys made really good points. And I believe this deal uh, probably goes in tandem with the previous rumors about Kojima wanting to work on some type of cloud game and uh, with Stadia and all that. And if you're doing that, who better than Microsoft? 
at this point? And who who is pouring an insane amount of resources into their cloud streaming services? Uh, if that is uh, in tandem with what Kojima wants to do. And Kojima has always been on the PlayStation side of things. And it's possible that um, with whatever this game is, whatever it is, it just makes more sense of the Xbox side of things. If Especially if the game is trying to push some creative envelope within the cloud. And something that was very creative within Death Stranding was the idea that even if you're separated from other people, we're all still connected within strands. So even if it's a single player game, you're putting down equipment uh, you may not need at the time and it can be helpful for someone else's journey. So I bet you what happened uh, is Kojima is furthering that idea um, in some capacity where maybe it is single player, but in some way you're it's like a weird hybrid thing going on. Um, uh, where maybe the whole game can be a concept where you're helping people in a hybrid multiplayer sort of way. And it makes sense because we, we know Kojima's style is not really online games, but um, the single player experiences and like Matt was saying, really experimenting uh, with pushing uh, the industry in some sort of way. Um, this may be his way of furthering his creative drive. And as a fan of the Metal Gear series, I'm looking forward to seeing if this rumor uh, is true. And uh, I, it seems like it's going to be because Grub has been pretty right on, on a lot of things. But yeah, um, yeah I, I think within the cloud technology, there's just so much potential already. I think where, where Microsoft should go, should go with the cloud. Um, you get to try out demos or something. I think it would be really cool. Like getting to try games within the cloud, I think is the future and, um, and um, before buying it or before even downloading it, you can just try it through the cloud. And I think Kojima is a pretty good person to uh, experiment with, um, as we keep hearing the word experiment, right? Um, I think, uh, it's, it, I hope it's true. <laughs> I really do. I think Kojima might be that line in the sand for some people to to move over to the Xbox brand. And I think the Series S is also a really good console to do that for um it's it's you know the cheaper edition and, and you can still have that ps5 and then also uh, get the series s if, if you want to uh jump into the ecosystem so i think um i hope it's true yeah i i absolutely agree and i, and I think that i think it is again this is you know phil spencer doesn't put things on his shelf just to tease people he does it to tease people but not tease in a way that it's not going to come true uh the nintendo switch thing it didn't happen at this e3 though i think something is happening either at xo which is a control x xbox controlled event or even potentially at the game awards from what i'm hearing from the game awards there's going to be some mega surprises not specifically with just microsoft I think it's going to be, uh, from what I understand, everyone from the industry. It's going to be a very important and big show. And, of course, we will be covering that and all of these events uh, upcoming in the in the coming weeks, months, and, of course, until the end of the year. But I, I want to segue into the next um, – uh, and I believe this is probably going to be the last topic of the show, folks, because we're closing in on two hours. And this we're going to be talking about a story that I pulled – from Tech Radar. I like those guys over there. Uh, apparently, Xbox Series X and Series S, more specifically, is seeing phenomenal growth in Japan. And the question could a fourth time be the charm for, of course, Xbox? And uh, again, the story was published by Tech Radar. 
And they have I have some quotes from Xbox head of Asia region, Jeremy Hilton, uh, that makes some strong argument that, yes, they are making headway in Japan. And the recent uh, news from yesterday about Xbox Series X being put into. Oh, wait a second. Uh, Zemi, did I get your opinion on this on the last one? No, you did not. I did not. So before we move on, let's get let's get Zemi's opinion. My God, I'm glad I saved myself. Usually you go first. For some reason you went last. I don't know. I'm old, so pardon me. Zemi, I want your opinion on the Kojima situation. I don't know if you're a fan of his games. I am. Metal Gear Solid, my top five game of my entire life of gaming. Big deal for me. But would it be a bigger deal for Xbox when you start talking the conversation of outside of the U.S., but taking his popularity here into consideration as well. Who is this uh, Kojima, Kojima, Kojima? <laughs> who is this man that you speak of? Um, of well, of course I know him. Um, yeah, well, you know, know of him. Uh, I, I, you know, I have not really played a tremendous number of his games. Like, I think I might have played um, a, a demo of one of his games, uh, like, back on the 360 maybe. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm not super familiar with them. I, I know of Death Stranding. I've never played it. Uh, but with that being said, I, I still understand the impact that he has on the gaming industry. And, and, and even still, you know, he is, you know, a, a huge creative mind uh, when it comes to when it comes to gaming. Right. Um, so I think, you know, having, uh, you know, him work with Xbox would be a huge win, especially, you know, for the topic that we're, you know, about to jump into, I think it would, it would help them grow even more in Japan. Right. Uh, but of course there's uh, a tremendous number of, uh, Americans that, you know, and, and, and just, you know, people that live in more Western countries, uh, that absolutely adores games. And so, you know, I, I think that that type of partnership would work really, really well. Uh, I, I also think that, um, you know, it's still kind of, you know, in the, in the scope of, hey, this is, you know, a rumor, but you know, whenever Phil Spencer puts something on his shelf, I, I think he means business. And, you know, we, we saw, I think in February of, uh, of this year, you know, we, we had, uh, the Kojima productions, like little, um, uh, like statue yes. on Phil Spencer's shelf. And, yep. and I think that that's as good as gold. I think, uh, we will see, uh, in some form, in some fashion, in some way, uh, Kojima Productions working with Xbox. Uh, as far as what that's going to be, is it going to be another Metal Gear Solid game? Is it going to be a Death Stranding 2? Like, I mean, let's hope, right? Um, or maybe it's, you know, something uh, along the lines of, you know, what he was doing with uh, with the PT demo that people are still, you know, really, really excited to and, and wanting to play even still to this day. Um I have no idea what the IP that he's going to, you know, work on is. Um, and, and in all fairness, I'm probably not going to play it, but that's not the important part. The important part is that, you know, this will be going into Game Pass um, and and variety is, you know, is the spice of life for Game Pass, right? You know, every game isn't for every gamer, same as every movie on Netflix or every TV show on Netflix isn't for every, you know, um, um, movie watcher. Um, so, you know, I, I think I think it's a partnership. I think that makes a lot of sense. I do believe it is going to happen because we've just seen so much of it uh, and so much talk about it. And we've saw the statue on Phil Spencer's shelf. So I think it's going to happen. I think it's very beneficial to Xbox and, um, and, and, and I can't wait to see what happens from it really. Yeah. You know what? I mean, word of mouth, uh, mind share. The, the, these are important aspects in gaming, especially in the gaming business. And being able to announce on your own stage, which I think this would probably be an XO announcement, simply because again, it's a it's a it's a controlled event from Microsoft. Uh, he could announce 
the name of the game. Uh, they wouldn't any be release dates or anything. Obviously, it's Kojima, so it's going to be years. But with that said, we don't know how far along in development he was when he was with Stadia. And maybe this was the game he pitched uh, Sony. So maybe he's a, a lot further than we think. But it it, it would be a controlled uh, uh, um, uh, being able, Microsoft being able to control the message at their own event. But you know, only time is going to tell. But I do want to segue again into what's going on in Japan with, of course, hearing from um, the Asia, the Xbox head of Asian region, Jeremy Hilton. I have some quotes from him, and uh, we're going to get into what it actually means for Xbox moving forward. Uh, this is what uh, uh, Mr. Hilton had to say. There is no doubt that the demand is absolutely growing in Japan, and I see that in the data that I can see. We have a really high percentage of consoles being bought by people who never owned an Xbox console in the past. Uh, he also says, and the next segment of consumers buying consoles are upgrading from Xbox 360, which was quite a successful generation for us here in Japan. So we're seeing strong leading indicators in terms of us reaching new people. Demand is certainly higher. We see the stock sell out within minutes. Uh, he also says it looks like the uh, more uh, the story uh, goes on to say it looks like the more affordable Xbox Series S is resonating with the Japanese consumers mostly uh, because of its uh, obviously small size, which is something that uh, the Japanese market likes. They like their uh, high-powered devices, but they like them to be small. Now, the Series X is is only going to be for the hardcore. I don't know how many hardcore Japanese players there are, but the Series S is going to be uh, is selling out every time it's in stock, and it's selling more than the Series X. That is confirmed. Now, what's interesting is that with the the uh, stance on X Cloud. With the advancement of the Xbox Series X uh, uh, blades in the uh, the the uh, cloud gaming, uh, that is something that is going to resonate with Japanese gamers because they do play mostly in on mobile. They do play mostly on on computers, especially in these cafes. And this is where I think that they could absolutely really push the whole Kojima thing. Now, finally, uh, Mr. Hilton goes on to say, we've got more Japanese developed content in our ecosystem now than we've had at any point within our history. I think we have more development kits with independent developers in Japan than we've ever had ever before. And that's a lot of talent and growing independent scene in Japan is important for xbox now zemi i want to go right back to you so i don't lose you in order going back off what you just said how important is the push for a kojima signing along with their their obviously active push in japan to make xbox maybe not uh you know become number one because it's never gonna be but Mm -hmm. certainly become more relevant for xbox in a region that they have failed numerous times well, yeah, I mean, you know, like the same way that, you know, us uh, American gamers really, you know, love to play these Western experiences that we've grown up playing, you know, such as, you know, Halo or even, you know, the same ways that we can look at today. Right. You know, and see we, we see like young people uh, really gravitating towards Fortnite and, and other Western style games uh, is the same way over in Japan, how there's a lot of people over there that gravitate towards uh, you know, Japanese style games, right? So having more of those types of games or games from those creators into your catalog is going to increase, you know, the likelihood that 
that that you know people in that region are going to want to to subscribe to your service to play those types of games, right? Um, so you know what uh, I, I I missed his name, but what he was talking about with having more dev kits out to Japanese independent developers, that's huge because that's going to you know make it easier for these uh, Japanese independent developers to create experiences, um, you know, with their with their culture, with you know their their style of gameplay and 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 then publish it, you know, onto Xbox through the ID at Xbox program. I mean, that's that's huge, right? And and that alone is going to, you know, increase the chances that when you know someone from that part of the world, you know, is looking to buy a console or play a game, they they very well may choose Xbox above Nintendo or or PlayStation or you know, enter other company name here, right? Um, so I think that that's huge. Um, I, I also have been kind of keeping track of Xbox's console sales, you know, in that region. And, uh, you know, I was kind of, you know, really surprised whenever they they were they were just so positive, you know, about their performance in Japan with 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 me looking at the console sales, uh, because whenever I was looking, I believe at the VG chart sales, which I'm not even 100% sure how accurate that is. Uh, it had the Xbox series X and S consoles at, uh, 40,000 units sold in that region. Um, but from hearing their side of it, it sounds like they're, they're, they're selling out, you know, almost in minutes. Uh, but I think we also have to remember the importance that, you know, um, xCloud is going to play in that region versus console sales, right? A lot of people and, you know, and consumers in Japan are, are really gravitating more to those mobile experiences um, than, than, you know, other, other forms of gaming. I mean, to look and see how the Nintendo, you know, Switch uh performed you know this year so far in in japan i mean it's ridiculous it's 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 selling way more than than what xbox or playstation is able to say you know sell in that region and that just shows you how much more uh those gamers in that region want to play on mobile uh rather than just plugging up a console to their tv and playing it right traditionally um so I think that this is overall a great sign for Japan, you know, or, uh, for Xbox entering into Japan. You know, um, I, I don't think that they're, you know, the bar was set overly high in previous generations so that, you know, obviously this is this is tremendous news that they are, you know, that they are performing better than they've ever done before. But I think we also need to remember that they never particularly performed very well to begin with. Yeah. Um, but with all of that said, I think that this is fantastic news. I think that there's still a lot that they can do to even perform better, such as potentially adding an xCloud app onto the Nintendo Switches. That would be insane for them to do that. They because the Nintendo Switch is is selling gangbusters over in Japan. And to have that as an option for your Nintendo Switch would would be incredible for Xbox. But as well, you know, having those those that Amazon, you know, fire like TV device for gaming, I think would be another win for that region. I don't think that Xbox is going to win Japan or even come close to winning, you know, any, you know, large portion of Japan through console sales. It's all about mobile. It's all about streaming. Um, and, and I think that they're setting themselves up to do really, really well. Uh, they're already outperforming what they've previously done, but I think that they still need 
to to push that technology further and and get more products that resonate with you know uh, the Japanese consumers um, you know to market right add that streaming device to to Nintendo Switch or add that you know add a streaming app to Nintendo Switch have come out with a more affordable way uh, to to you know to stream games in your home such as you know an ex uh, a Fire Stick like device um, for sure and, and then of course you know get get uh, xCloud on more mobile devices, right? I, I still, to this day, don't believe it's available on Apple, right? I mean, yeah, am I mistaken? Or is it? Is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Is it now? Yeah. Okay, well, that, then that's great. Um, but I, I, you know, I think that there's still a lot of uh, room for them to grow, you know, but this is still, I mean, fantastic news um, that they are outperforming what they previously have done. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it is going to be big moving forward, especially in their plans on the other side of the world. Pong, so let's get your opinion on this before we get everyone out of here. What, what's the importance of hearing this good news coming out of Japan? Now, when you say good news, am I saying that it's blowing people's doors off? No, but it's good news for Xbox because they're seeing engagement that they have never seen before, specifically in the indie scene which is something that they're pushing in Japan because there's a lot of indie developers that want to make games. And we're seeing games like Scarlet Nexus do very well. That I'd love to see more of those types of games come to Xbox, Xbox Game Pass, and hearing that more of these indie developers have uh, dev kits than ever before in the history of Microsoft's uh, Xbox console or platform is really refreshing. Yeah, no, I mean, this goes back, boom, everything we were talking about, you know, we've talked about before. When you, it, Microsoft and Xbox are serious about reaching 3 billion people. Yes. You have to keep trying, um, no matter what, because that's a part of the world. Uh, even if it's a smaller part of the world, it's a part of the world. And, and even looking at the East as a whole, in order to grab the attention of, of those people, you have to have developers from those regions creating games that appeal to those consumers. That's the way it works. Now, Microsoft and Xbox are bridging a lot of gaps when it comes to the consoles. Obviously, we know all of their failures when it comes to console selling over there and trying to get into that market, but that's no longer necessary. Now with xCloud, uh, you know, with Game Pass as your vehicles, you don't have to worry about that. You are now in everybody's homes automatically yes. as long as they have access to the web. And that's exactly what's happening at this point. And this is something that started long ago. Um, again, sometimes technology has to catch up to your ambitions. And with Xbox and Microsoft, they are now at a point they've put in all this work, all these resources, all this time, money, energy into creating a platform that allows them to see their ambitions forward. So this is just another piece of that coming to fruition that again, if you can't take a step back and look at it from a satellite view, you'll never notice. You can sit there and laugh. People laughed. They've been laughing at, you know, again, this the three billion market that that Phil talked about is not something Dude, brand new by the media for that. Right, right. And he's said it before. They've said it. Xbox has said it years past. People have been digging up articles where Xbox was talking about this long ago. This is just something that has taken this long to finally have the ability to go out there. I'm sure back in the day when they made the push with the 360, they really did want to get in that console into that market with the consoles and create a player base. I'm sure that was not something fraudulent. It was not something that they just were, you know, throwing, you know, stuff at the wall to see if it stuck. They were really trying, but now now you remove that barrier to entry for all of these people to simply try out your 
your ecosystem. And when they get in there, they're going to want to see some of those local devs, some of those smaller teams, they want to see content from them. They want to see content that appeals to them. We know some Western games games do break through, especially in Korea, China. They do break through and they do capture people. You know, PUBG has been huge. India, it was gigantic. You know, Call of Duty over there. We see those breakthroughs, but for the most part, when first pe people people first come in and say, hey, what do you have that's going to appeal to me? What do I want to play right now? They're not necessarily going to gravitate towards those Western style games. They're going to say, hey, what looks like something that comes from here? What looks like, you know, the, the, the JRPG style, right? What looks like that? What, you know, what am I going to try out first? And if you have those waiting and you show them that you are serious about this, because now all of a sudden they're talking about how many many developers have these kits over there. And so the content's going to be consistently coming through just like we want to see consistent content here on game pass. They're going to want to see that over there as well with those types of games they want to play. That's how you get people to gravitate towards your ecosystem. That's how you start chipping away at that 3 billion mark that you do want to hit. And again, is every single person eventually going to be on Xbox? Nah, probably not. But if you can grab a huge piece of that, that's what they're looking for. And that's that's where they're at. That's why we see all the moves that they've been making slowly but surely heading this way. And again, piece by piece, they're putting that puzzle together. That's what's called having a long-term vision. That's what having this ambition does for you. It puts you in this position to now take advantage of everything that's coming through and we're seeing it start to work. These little rumblings, maybe they don't show up in the console sales like Zemi was talking about. Maybe they don't show up in all that. But who knows what their Game Pass numbers are looking like. Are they seeing an upward trend? I can probably tell you right now, I bet you it is. I bet you it's an upward trend. I bet you they're seeing people enter this ecosystem at a faster rate than ever before because of the availability, because those walls are down and they can access it from anywhere. And we already know that part of the world where they like to access it is tap tablets, mobile yep. phones, etc. Yes. And it's working. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. Is it working? And the answer is probably, you know, from everything we're hearing is a resounding yes. And so you keep pushing forward with that initiative. Yeah, you know what? I mean, and again, great stuff. Mav, to, 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 to bring this around, Space Dovkin drops a $5 of chances. Hey, boom, the pan panel, latest VGC, which of course is the Video Game Chronicles. Uh, trying to get those guys on the show. Uh, I, I love their work, and I would love to work with them. Estimates that Xbox Series X and S are selling around 24000 per week in Asia versus the PlayStation 5 at 39000 Now, granted, you'd be like, wow, that's almost two to one. Actually, it's about 60% that they're, that, they're, uh, uh, th that they're doing in regards to Microsoft, a little under 60%. But considering the, what they did before, where it was at like 5%, 10%. That's a big jump. And PlayStation, I mean, listen, they, they are the market leader for a reason, but to see that they're 25, 20, oh, nearly 25,000 consoles per week, uh, that's a lot for that region of the world. And that's, oh, and we, and remember, console sales for Sony is where it ends, not for Xbox, where you have to exactly to what Pong Soul just said, you got to think about Game Pass. What is Game Pass doing? over there in regards to subscribers along with these consoles. So, Matt, for you, seeing this from the outside in, is this a big deal for Microsoft? Yeah, I think it's just another thing that leads to potentially better variety also because of the 
if there's more interest in Japan, period, that that'll trickle down with an effect to more interest in in devs as well, right? Um, which in turn has a compounding effect, where then all of a sudden there's more Japanese developed games, which then increases the interest even further in the region. So it's as a you see the trending upwards right now, right? So that's very positive. It's it's great for Xbox. I've always had this kind of just. The, the 360 did a pretty good, but the, it's never been like hugely popular in Japan, right? And with like Pong was saying, you know, with the direction the Xbox is going now, it's never been more possible than it is now. Yep. Um, also, you add into that like how everybody talks about how awesome the internet is in Japan, right? And, and, uh, Cell service, all that kind of stuff. You know, you're yeah, talking they're, about they're, le- they're leading in, in in the world for sure, right? So if you're talking about the best place to showcase maybe some of the stuff that Xbox is working on with the cloud and all that stuff, you're gonna probably anywhere in the world you might get the best experience actually in Japan. You know, so with 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 all of that, like the there's the future of game dev, how it's going into the cloud. Um, how all the streaming stuff, um, everything's based on network, right? So it makes sense if Xbox is also leading with their cloud service uh, with gaming for that to catch on a little bit in Japan, right? Uh, plus, you also have the new device that is also very small and accessible um, for people that do want to, hey, get that actually dedicated hardware. Um, so, you know, I, I think they're just making a lot of the right moves. Uh, they still got a long way to go, obviously, but with, with, with an increased interest from the audience means something that I get selfish about more games from the region. Yes. Yep. Cause you know, like you were talking, we're talking about how you, you know, arc system works because, maybe going to PlayStation, right? And and congratulations on PlayStation for getting that studio because, you know, they made a game that I loved on Xbox 360 called Blaze Blue. Yeah, right? Blaze Blue is awesome, dude. And uh, it became an Xbox, it came, became a PlayStation exclusive on the last yes. one, right? Yep. Um, so, you know, th- things experiences like that is something um, I want more of on Xbox. That's what I'm super happy about Scarlet Nexus being on Xbox. Um Street Fighter Five was an exclusive on PlayStation, and uh, you know, just more uh, Japanese developed games on Xbox is a good thing for me personally. So that's that's my hope, right? That comes from this, just selfishly, that I want more of these games and maybe some more uh, big story based JRPGs. I I want it. Let's let's go. You know, I want Lost Odyssey too. I want all these things and, and increased popularity in Japan makes Blue Dragon all these things nice. possible. Yep, hundred percent, man. So yeah, I, I'm excited about. It. I think Xbox is just checking a lot of boxes for more people than they ever have before, um, and that's why this is happening. And that's and that's and it's a fantastic point. And of course, closing out the show, closing out the last topic, three bit again. We got to bring in as a, a developer slash uh, gamer. Uh, for you seeing the move with Kojima, 
seeing the move with uh, xCloud being pushed in Japan in a big way, seeing that the Series S is selling like hotcakes there, how, how do you feel about what Microsoft is doing, not just from a Westerner point of view, but more so from looking at it from a, a very broad spectrum? They're not just focusing on, hey, we know we can do good here in Mexico and in Europe, but no, they're going across the, across the pond and going across waters that they have notoriously failed at. Yeah, uh, Xbox, we, we all know, traditionally has not sold very well in Japan in the past. They definitely had a bit of a pinnacle with the 360, but was still very woefully behind their competitors. The original Xbox sold, uh, I believe, it was like a half a million units. Um, uh, the Xbox One sold about 120,000 units in Japan, and the 360 was like the, the, the most, I believe. They sold one... 0.5 million units there. So Phil has made these statements over time about how important it is to have Japan um, and, and overall just overseas support with this coming generation. It's very cool to see um, it almost in real time, how successful it's starting to be over there. Um, and, and I seen the, the the article that you're talking about with Jeremy, um, who's uh, Jeremy Hinton was, uh, I think he's the head of Xbox Asia. Yeah, he's the, yeah, the head of the re Asian region, yes. Yeah, and he was saying that Xbox in Japan is the fastest growing market over there worldwide. So yes. specifically mentioning people subscribing to Game Pass, it's amazing because you're getting all these gamers that has never played Xbox games before. Um, and that in tandem, what, what, what Matt was saying, will make it so... Uh, devs will want to work on more games at the same time so it works sort of both ways um with, with how well it's doing over there um it, it seems like the series s is also very incredibly popular over there and i've seen a microsoft rep saying that there are a lot of people sharing pictures of the series s yes and stuff like that so. uh, especially on twitter there's been a lot of japanese posts uh, uh showing that exact thing yeah and, and microsoft attacking the PC and console market is one thing, but Xbox being in tandem with the mobile market as well, which is incredibly popular over there, is just it's just like a one-two punch sort of situation. So people need to realize that the casual audience is is not loyal. Brand names are incredibly important. People do buy things off of brands, right? Sony, uh, Nike shoes, or whatever. Um, but how are, I I do believe personally like if people see a, a better deal or you start innovating the potential growth for that company is almost endless and we see this time and time again where a company gets comfortable with their position in the industry uh and some someone comes in does something new takes a bit of their market share right like netflix asking blockbuster to buy them right so the vision that microsoft is having with increasing the user base outside of these traditional areas uh, of what they have sold in the past will only be good news for developers wanting to work with Xbox and consumers who want more talent from these Japanese studios. Yeah, and great stuff. I mean, listen, this has been one hell of a show. Real quick, before we get on out of here, Steel Rain. I think uh, you might know who that guy, that character is there, Punk. So he drops an outstanding $10 <laughs> Super Chances listening and while at work, like always. And I appreciate that, brother. But I have to show some love. To the one and only boom dominus maximus at 10k yeah folks we're getting close if you're not subscribed to the channel uh, i ask that you do we are on the other side of uh 1500 subs to 10,000, uh which is about 1480 we are right now 
Uh, when we get to 10K, we're giving away two monster prizes and a Series X with a year of Game Pass and a Series S uh, of, uh, with a year of Game Pass courtesy of Mr. and Mrs. Boomstick to thank the community to getting me to 10K. Again, uh, you know, when you start when you start out on YouTube, you never know where you're going to go. Uh, this was a hobby, has turned into a small business to some extent, and uh, almost like a, a, a regular or, 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 you know, yearly show that you look forward to. And I can't thank enough, uh, the people enough for actually listening to what I have to say, because, you know, obviously, you know, nothing is, I take nothing for granted. I will say that, but listen, this has been a great show. I want to thank everybody that came out today. Uh, of course, let's get to the outros and get everyone out of here. And we'll start first with Zemi games. Obviously. Thanks so much for being back, brother. Definitely appreciate, appreciate you being a part of the show. Tell everyone about the constant gamer.com. And also where can people reach out to you and potentially DM you to throw you a boo or two? Well, well, don't DM me with booze. You'll make me cry. Uh, no, no. Feel free. And, and you can DM me all the booze that you want just uh, at Zimmy Games. Uh, that's the tag. So, you know, and, uh, and if you don't care, before you boo me, it, it always makes me feel better whenever you follow, right? So so follow, then boo. Uh, but yeah, you, you can do that at Zimmy Games on Twitter. Uh, and then you guys can also check out my YouTube channel. It's called Constant Gamer. Uh, I post all sorts of content over there, uh, gaming news, reviews. Um, I, I'm going to probably get back into doing some Let's Plays. Uh, so definitely, you know, check out Constant Gamer on YouTube. Watch some content if you like it. Make sure to uh, hit that subscribe button. And uh, yeah, boom, this show's been fantastic. Can't wait until uh, next week. Nice, yep. nice. Uh, Pong just put something into the chat. Casey Hudson. I think, uh, Zemi, you might know who that character is. Uh, mm, coming off another of, uh, great one. Another yeah, great. yeah he, he is announcing a new independent video game company built to unleash the creative freedom of developers, bringing innovation and art or, or, or artistry to players through, uh, through an all-new IP. Uh, I hope that uh, Phil gives this guy a call. And throw some money his way. Says, yep. "Hey, listen, it's independent, but you know, Casey, because yeah, Casey worked with uh, with with Microsoft in the VR, which I think was a waste of his talent. Not saying that he doesn't know about VR, but he's he's a storyteller, uh, and I'd love to see Casey come back and work." with Microsoft in a big way. I'm probably going to turn this into a topic for Thursday. Uh, I'd love to get, uh, you know, some people's opinions on that because Casey Hudson is uh, the real deal. And I'd love to see him bring his talents to Xbox specifically uh, as a, as an exclusive. Again, I'm sorry I'm saying it, but you know what? He has ties with Xbox and Phil and him are good friends. So why not? But Pong, let's get you on out of here. You are the second busiest man in podcasting outside of myself because my God, you're a part of some incredible shows. Tell everyone where they can check you out on other programs, but also where can people reach out to you, uh, strike up a conversation on social media, and more importantly, subscribe to your YouTube channel. Yes. Uh, thank you so much, Boom. What a great Tuesday being here with yourself, Zemi, and my brothers. Obviously, all of you are brothers, but uh, my brothers from Xbox Ultimate, Fun Speculation, a.k.a. Mav, and the one and only 3-Bit. This was amazing Tuesday, a great time, great topics. Chat, you guys were incredible, phenomenal. All of you, each and every time you come out and see us and support all of our channels, appreciate all of you, love you all. Um, but uh, Friday nights, obviously, after this, uh, Friday nights, it is Xbox Ultimate uh, with 
Fun Speculation, a.k.a. Mav, his amazing, amazing wife, Caitlin, and the rest of the Magnificent Seven, including Mr. 3-Bit himself. So come check us out Friday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time, Saturday mornings, the living split screen, split screen being all one word with myself and my brother from another I steal rain who popped in and gave us that awesome support. Uh, so come check us out Saturday mornings, uh, 10 o'clock Eastern time, nine o'clock central time in the morning. And my breakfast making show. That's right. Boom. We got a lot of people who could <laughs> pop in the chat and say, Hey, I'm doing chores and making breakfast, whatever yep. it is. Just listening to you guys. We bring the energy. Come check us out Saturday mornings. Awesome. Awesome support. We continue to grow and it's been a beautiful thing. So come check us out there. Otherwise a uh, Saturday nights, the shop, podcast ptk blam centurion fuzzy belvedere and stagorilla uh, stag is on a little vacation but uh, ptk has been killing it just like mav uh with all the guests that we've been having on it's been incredible so come check us out there 9 p.m eastern eight o'clock central time otherwise i'll be back here uh hopefully next tuesday and uh otherwise pong soul everywhere xbox twitter come follow me come check us out uh i'll always uh answer you in the dm so come talk video games but uh love you all thank you all for another awesome show so great way to start my Tuesday and I'll uh, chat at you all real soon. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for that. And Mav, let's get you on out of here, brother. Thank you so much for being here. You are a super surprise guest. I love having you a part of the panel. Tell everyone about where they could reach out to you on social media. Ooh, but more. you might want to grab that super chat. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Vi <laughs> Viper XT has just lit up the screen in red. And my dude, I don't even know what to say. I, I don't think I'm worthy of such a gift. I'm going to be quite honest with you. Uh, he drops a ridiculous, almost preposterous level. One hundred dollar super chat now i don't know what the amount is in ca it, it says a hundred dollars so it's probably more because you know the u.s money is not as strong dude that is extremely kind of you uh viper xt good and generous friend of the show he proves it once again my god i don't even know what to say thank you so much for that super chat wow what talk about closing out the show in a big way but mad we got to get you out of here you, uh, uh, did I get Mav yet? No, I didn't get Mav nope. yet. So, so Mav, let's let, let's get you one out of here. I want you to tell people about your incredible journey uh, to what you're doing with the Magnificent Seven on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with the Ultimate Podcast, the Ultimate Xbox Podcast. You have really exploded on the scene. Uh, I love to believe that I was uh, help helpful in doing so. Uh, I think that you are a powerful entity in this community. Love that what you're doing. With, of course, uh, your wife, Caitlin, who is a part of it. Uh, tell everyone about that podcast, brother. Dude, wow. That, that, those are kind words. And, uh, yeah, boom, your support for us has been absolutely incredible. And uh, I hope that you realize that we super appreciate it, man. Oh, of um, course, dude. Uh, that's, that's, that's what we're supposed to do. Everybody in the community, uh, you know, uh, especially also two of these guys here with, with us today, uh, just been absolutely incredible. But yeah, guys, we just have a, a a podcast we started almost a year ago. In a few weeks, we'll we'll have our one year anniversary. Um, don't recommend watching the first fifteen episodes unless you just want to watch me talk by myself for about an hour. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, we've we've grown from that into what we have today with the Magnuson Seven. It's an absolute blast. I uh, love love doing this. Love content creating. I love podcasting. I love hanging out with amazing chats. Uh, so if you want to check out Xbox Ultimate Podcast, it's on 
Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern on the Fun Speculation YouTube channel. Also, uh, you can catch out uh, catch all the updates for the for the channel and all that kind of stuff on Twitter at Fun Speculation as well. Um, so we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that all that fun stuff and more. And then also now we have a new night for Fun Pop. Um, so Fun Pop Podcast, which is going to which is our uh, Marvel. DC TV show, movies, comic books, games, and more podcasts. That's on uh, Wednesday nights at 10, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern. So, um, guys, this was great. Zimmy, it was fun hanging out with you. Boom, as well as always. And, of course, my, my two brothers here. And, uh, chat, you were awesome. Uh, and Viper, uh, I'm going to say thank you again for Boom for that super chat because uh, show, showing that kind of support, you know, just like it's an affirmation of everything that he does here on this channel, um, which you, is uh, he deserves the rewards. Well, I definitely appreciate that. And, of course, we, we turn we turn these super chats into giveaways. That's something that's important to me, Mrs. Boom. And, obviously, the, the super chats that we get are going to be funding uh, the two big giveaways we have once we hit 10K. And hopefully we hit there sooner than later. Uh, but last and no way least, uh, obviously, it was great to have 3Bit back here. Uh, sounding fantastic as always. Uh, good that you took some time off. You know, you know. Sometimes you just have to unplug. I did last week, and it was nice to kind of just sit back and not have to worry about shows. Uh, but tell everyone where they can reach out to you on social media. But more importantly, check out the work you're doing on your YouTube channel. Yeah, it's always a pleasure being on the panel with all of you guys, and and I always try to say to people behind the scenes and also on on different live streams that Bloom has been a major component to where I am with a lot of amazing people I met in the community. So just have to put that out there. Um, My pleasure, brother. And you know, I had to follow Zemi on uh, when he left the Thursday edition of Xbox Factor. So here <laughs> I am for <laughs> the Tuesday shows. Um, but yeah, I, I just been working on um, amazing uh, these, these amazing projects behind the scenes. You, you'll see more content at the beginning of next week. I'm on several shows. You guys can find me here every Tuesday. Uh, Fun Pop returns on Mavs channel, so I'll be on that talking comic books and movies. And uh, if you guys like Marvel or DC talk, that's the show to go to. And Fridays, you guys can catch me on Xbox Ultimate. Uh, I am currently playing through all the Halos with Caitlin and Psycho and Mav. We just finished Halo Reach last night and shed a bit of a tear at the ending of Halo Reach. <laughs> brutal. Um, really fun. But uh, other than that, you guys could follow me on Twitter. The third issue of my comic is, is uh, inked, so it's ready to be colored. So look nice. out for that. Um, my YouTube channel is The Video Games HD, where you guys will start to see some game development videos and animation videos. I've been messing around with Unreal Engine 5 a lot, and wow, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's amazing. So uh, I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Nice, brother. Well, thanks so much for being here. And of course, I'm going to close out today's show with something that's important to me. Hopefully, one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he said, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you on Thursday's newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast.